Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 377 of the Russell Talk Podcast right here, streaming online. You can also check us out, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Good evening, I am Luke Roberts, alongside me tonight, the man behind the board himself, Hardcore Hoss. Hoss, how are you doing this evening, good sir? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, just ready for this show. I know it's going to be a great show, and just looking forward to everything. Like I tell you right now, Hoss, tonight... And I gotta, I gotta say thank you to the Russell Talk Podcast family because tonight's gonna be a Roberts family reunion. That's right. We're gonna have in the seven o'clock hour. We're gonna have Ace Roberts on the show. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm really apprehensive about having Ace on the program this evening because I, be honest, I don't know what he's gonna have to say. I know he's always had problems with me, and I, again, I don't know what what they stem from. But we're going to have Ace Roberts on the show in the 7 o'clock hour. In the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to have Ivar on the show. He's a man with a lot of things, a lot of knowledge, a lot of information, and a lot of skills inside the professional wrestling world. He's going to be joining us in the 8 o'clock hour. Make it a point to, um, if you're watching the show tonight, make it a point to comment. Let us know where you're at. Let us know any questions you've got for our guests. We've got a lot of great things going to happen right here tonight as a part of the WrestleTalk podcast. Now, now, Hoss, I got to tell you, tonight, you and I already are going to have a great show, but we do have one more guest, one more host that's going to be with us tonight, a man that I know very, very well. You do as well. Ladies and gentlemen, let's join. Uh, let's have him join in tonight. He is the voice of Dynamo Pro Wrestling, and he's one of my colleagues at the commentary table for Dynamo Pro Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Rodell. Chris, how are you doing here tonight? What's up, Luke? It's not, it's not that I don't see you enough, but uh, <laughs> uh, but no, everything's going good, man. I just you know getting done with the holidays, you know, just uh, hang hanging. Uh, did a did a little uh, emergency call up from the I was brought in from the bullpen to do a show this past weekend for uh, MMWA, so that was I was a little different feeling, but I had a good time. It was a good show. Uh, I hope everyone had a great holiday. I, Luke. We're going, to, we're going to talk about your holidays during the uh, family reunion segment. Uh, yeah. you're, you're already looking like you have a little bit of heartburn from from this uh, from this uh, uh, Ace Roberts interview. Well, I got to tell you right now, I, I, I'm definitely a little bit nervous tonight about what all is going to happen as a part of the Roberts family reunion here on episode 377. Want to go ahead and send a message Hoss, here to real, real quick, Hoss? Do you have that family member that you just whenever you go to a, like a family event that you just kind of like you know it's kind of like oh I know I'm going to have to talk to him but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna give me heartburn. We we all have that family member, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd have to agree, Chris. And like I said, right now we've already had. 
Uh, Drew from Topeka, thank you for uh, giving us a shout out. We got hardcore Andy watching the show. We've also got Sonny Money's been paying uh, paying attention tonight. We're going to see him later on in the month here on the Russell Talk podcast. Uh, No, the Night Owl is out and about. He's traveling the country in search of lots more guests for the Russell Talk podcast. We got a lot of great things here. Sonny Money always quick with the wit here today. I got to tell you, they would say. They would say that Renee is on assignment. That's what they used to always say. He's he's on assignment. Like when Mike Shannon used to miss a baseball game, uh, he was on assignment. So yeah, that, really that, just is, means, true. that is true. That is true. Which really just means he didn't make the show. So yeah, well, he's right now. He's taking care of things. Jessica giving us a shout out here tonight. You know, some guys. Uh, today is going to be a great show. As I said before, Ace Roberts, I are going to be on the program. Before we get things started here tonight. It's something we always do each and every week. And again, I always think about Joe Lance when this takes place. Hardcore Hoss, you got to do us the honors here this evening. Chris is ready to go. I'm ready to go. We need you to go ahead and get tonight's Russell Talk podcast started. So take it away, Hardcore Hoss. All right. As always, you know, we, we've had to change up just a little bit, but we still like to pay homage to the best damn country around, and that's America, damn it. So let's go ahead, and if you're wearing a hat, remove your hat, and it is time for our national anthem. Somewhere, somewhere, the maestro is having a hemorrhage. I don't even know if he's paying attention tonight. So I think every time that plays, he has a hemorrhage. Guys, I can tell you right now, the, the chat's going going crazy here today. Drew <laughs> the comment down there. Drew, wow, this is going to be definitely a great Drew. show here tonight on the Russell Talk Podcast. Guys, shout, could... shout out to Drew for saying that sounds like Joe Lance singing. Uh, that, that, might, that might be comment of the night. Well, I can tell you right now, guys, we've got a lot of things to talk about here tonight. The week in, in professional wrestling has been huge, but I do have a couple things I want to share. Number one, uh, former guest of the show, Scott Romer, his birthday is today. A lot of people know him from his photography and his writing. Uh, Scott Romer celebrating a birthday today. Also, our good friend John Cosper over at Eat Russell, uh, EatSleepWrestle.com, author of this great book right here, Bluegrass Brawlers. I know that I have that you've read it. I believe Hardcore Hosh, you know about this book right here. If you make it a point to go over to eatsleepwrestle.com or to amazon.com, you can pick up his new book on Wahoo McDaniel, The Life. And I'm going to tell you right now, just from the introduction, from the premise, just from the, the description on Amazon, I've already got mine on order. This is going to be a phenomenal book. And if you are a fan of professional wrestling, you're a fan of the days back in the 70s and, and, and beyond in the world of professional wrestling. You have got to get this book, eatsleepwrestle.com or amazon.com. Wahoo, a great book written by a member of the McDaniel family, at least Karen McDaniel, as well as John Cosper. Guys, had to make sure we got those taken care of. Uh, Chris, I know that you've got some information to share with all of our great listeners here this evening as well. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, actually, uh, let's hoss do the sponsors real quick because that's going to lead into what uh, the one piece of information that I have. So go ahead and let's do the sponsors first because we wouldn't be anywhere without the sponsors. That, that is, is true. Correct. Uh, our great sponsors are what are you know how we get here, and of course our great fans as well. But uh, of course, as always, we have our sponsors. Everything combat. Esports Bar Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter, Painter's Dream Production, Rathbun Engraving, where they take care of uh, engraving our Russell show Talk that, podcast show, show mug. That mug. Show that mug. Yeah. There you, you go, ladies and your, gentlemen. Get your very own 20 bucks plus shipping. Hit one of us up. We'll be more than happy to get you taken care of. You can even have your name personally engraved on it. And they are bar quality mugs. Makes everything taste better. Guarantee. Uh, of course, there is also Me Fiesta Rentals. Kincaid Arcade, which actually will be hosting the Wrestle Talk podcast Royal Rumble Watch Party. And that is, of course, in connection with the FWWC and the world's premier fantasy wrestling. And of course, that watch party is going to take place on the uh, January 29th. Ken Cade at the Oak Park Mall in Overland, Kansas. There will be a uh, $20 entry fee. We'll be kicking things off at 5 p.m. But with that $20, you get gameplay on all the arcades and games, a slice of pizza, and a drink. All for twenty bucks. The best deal in town. So I can tell you right now, Hoss, that is definitely a great deal for somebody who loves video games as well as professional wrestling. And I got to tell you, the Royal Rumble weekend is really shaping up to be a great experience in the Kansas City area as well as the St. Louis area. We got a lot to talk about Royal Rumble and professional wrestling. An extremely busy week. So tell you what, gentlemen, let's go ahead. Let's not waste any time. And and, and actually, when we start high spots, I, I was going to talk about the Royal. That was going to be my first topic was the Royal Rumble and all that's going on with it. But uh, some news just broke about ten minutes ago that uh, I that was. True, that, that, uh, so let's do that. Let's get let's let's I hear, pay I, money for our music. Right. For high spots. I want to hear the high spots theme first. My check. My check. by that then I, I don't think you have a pulse right Luke uh, I, I gotta agree that definitely gets you in the right frame of mind for the Russell Talk podcast and the high spot segment you know what Chris you mentioned it earlier I literally just had it come across uh, my email through the uh, the media as well um, Hardcore Hoss can you get us the breaking news sounder because I think this one before we even get into high spots is a big deal so can we get that breaking news sounder 
All right. We're going to go ahead with the breaking news. Take it away, Chris Rodell. Oh, I have the statement here right now. MLW has filed an antitrust lawsuit against the WWE. And I'm going to read from the... uh, from the statement, sorry, I just I'm I'm reading this as it as it came in. Professional wrestling company Major League Wrestling filed a lawsuit today against World Wrestling Entertainment. The federal court antitrust lawsuit is based on WWE's ongoing attempts to undermine competition in and monopolize the professional wrestling market by interfering with MLW contracts and business prospects. Uh, uh uh, as described in the complaint, WWE pressured third parties to abandon contracts and prospective relationships with MLW. WWE's misconduct included disrupting every level of MLW's business, including a major streaming deal for MLW, which would have been transformative for the country, company. Uh, apparently, this goes back to early 2021. Um, they, they looked like they were trying to work with Vice TV. Uh, and I guess they accusing the WWE of saying that Vice TV shouldn't work with them. Uh, quote from Court ba- This is a quote from Court Bauer. We all know Court Bauer, right, Luke? Mm-hmm. W- WWE has been wrongly depriving its competitors of critical opportunities for many years, but its latest contact- conduct has been even more inconscionable. I think we speak for the rest of the professional wrestling world when we say that this anti-competitive behavior has to stop. So, with that being said... What's your guys' thoughts? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I got to look at it this way, gentlemen. I mean, a lot of companies have made it a point to go after World Wrestling Entertainment. (laughs) But I got to say right now, thus far, it seems like every time the WWE turns around, something else has come into play. And we're going to talk a lot about that during the high spot segment here today. But I'm going to tell you right now, as I look at things here, this definitely is... I almost have to say exactly what Court Bauer has been saying is that it's time for the WWE, a lot of the, the smaller promotions here in the country. Again, it's going to be one of those where I think that this one is going to get a little bit of traction. And I, I'm really interested to see where this goes. Haas, what do you think about the whole situation? Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes as well. Um, you know, it, it's really hard to tell because. I do think that uh, WWE is trying to hold on to being exclusive, but they, they're just losing ground at it, and I don't see it working for them. So um, we will we'll have to see what happens with it. I, I don't I don't, I'm didn't maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm just showing my age. Didn't WCW try to do something similar to this back? back in the day that you, they're with an antitrust or or anti-monopoly or they tried to accuse WWE of having a monopoly or something similar to that. I, I, maybe I'm I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. but Well, the one thing I'm going to look at here, Chris, is I think about back into the right around the beginning of the Monday Night Wars when the WWF went back at WCW for the likenesses at the time uh, that were being portrayed by Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. And again, it's one of those you don't want to see things go into the world of the, the, the legal system. But in this case right now, I mean, from what from how it was said, I, I feel that the MLW situation has some validity here. And the only thing we're going to be able to know is, is time's going to tell. This is definitely something that's going to have to play out in the court system. And speaking of which, you're talking about professional wrestling. You're talking about. It, it, my my question is: Is Vince is Vince and company going to try to like settle this and 
throw money at it? Are they going to throw money at it to get to get it to go away? Or I mean, I don't think so. I think this is one of those where uh, MLW is going to have to have everything in the, in a row. They're going to have to have things lined out. If they don't, I think that this is going to be one of those WWE is going to do everything they can to make sure that, it, that the lawsuit ends very very quickly. Agree. Yeah, our, our man Money Mayo here. He's he thinks that uh, WWE lawyers will get the lawsuit shut down and hushed up. So, I, I, I Vince Vince has money and he's not afraid to throw money at a, a I wouldn't say a problem. I mean, I mean he did apparently back in the day he helped out ECW a little bit. So, I mean, maybe is this court's way of trying to maybe. Get a little bit. I, I mean, I'm not saying one way or the other. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I don't think MLW would file a lawsuit unless they had something, something in in their back pocket. Uh, you don't just file for you. You don't just file antitrust lawsuits for nothing. I w- I would agree with you there, Chris. Now speaking, which we were talking earlier on about the Royal Rumble, and we we're talking about a lot of different things. There's a lot of stuff coming on here, Chris. I know you've been. You've been waiting for the chance to talk about the Royal Rumble. I, I'm, I'm going to throw it to you because you were like, I, I've been wanting to talk. I've been wanting to talk about this since Friday. Um, obviously, on SmackDown, um, I did not watch SmackDown live live because uh, I was watching the Blues game, but I did catch the replay. But even then, I was on Twitter, and the internet blew up, completely exploded. You would have thought that, like, any you know. ML that a WWE bought AEW or something like that, but Mickey James, the Impact Knockouts champion, is going to participate in the uh, 2022 Royal Rumble. And on top of that, there is a rumor out there that WWE is looking for an unexpected, forbidden door entry into the Royal Rumble. So I'm going to throw a question out to you. To you two and the Russell Talk people following us on our chat. I want to see your I want to see your answers in the chat. What name would you be most let's put this two point? What name would you be most excited about? And who do you think it's gonna be? Luke, you first. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't know what it is, but something and and, and I've read it from just a couple of sources. To me, the one that I think would be very interesting would be Christian. I mean, it's one of those situations where he came in, he wrestled for the uh, the Royal Rumble. I believe he was attacked in a match by Randy Orton, and that was the last we saw of him. Um, I, I One thing that really makes me wonder, though, and I saw something today, I was on social media. Um, I'm sorry. They're, they're, uh, I, I know you've got you've to watch that social media stuff. Um, I got to tell you right now, when you sit there and you look at it, there were several people that have been mentioned for, by uh, wrestling fans and some pretty well-known members of the media who uh, people believe are not going to be re-signed by AEW because if you really think about it, AEW is about to that point. Now, I think they're nearing that three-year mark when you talk about the initial hirings. And I think they had seven or eight people that would be considered. And a couple of them that really surprised me were uh, Frankie Kazarian was one. And the other one was Brian cage. And I, I got to tell you right now, I, I mean, also, I also heard the same thing about Marco stunt as well. Yeah. And when you look at it, I mean, again, any of those names would be a huge deal. Um, but to me, I still got to say, I have it. I mean, I've, I was always a fan of edge and Christian. Um, personally, who, I'm going to say it's Christian. 
Okay. Haas, what do you think? You know, I, I could see that. Um, I could see Christian coming over. And, you know, there, there's a lot of people I could see in it. And there's been a lot of names I've heard associated with the Rumble. Um, you know, I, I've heard names such as, you know, Lita coming back for the Rumble. And, you know, a, a lot of people who really haven't been in the WWE in a long time. Um and it seems like they're trying to move forwards by going backwards <laughs> by some mm. of the names that, that's coming in, um, or at least being thrown around. Well, I mean, so Kelly, I, I very Ke- well Kelly, Kelly, Kelly Kelly's got to get her one match in per year on the Royal Rumble. <laughs> she's, I think she's been in every women's Royal Rumble that's since they started it. So, yeah, I, I very well could see Christian coming back over uh, for the Rumble, and I think that would be great. Yeah, we're getting a lot of names from from fans as well. Uh, Drew Chandler is uh, throwing out Daniel Bryan, who it's probably going to be his Moose. Wow. So, well, I mean, it, it, it's kind of that way. I also read so Ospreay. Fan Will Ospreay. Wow. Well, yeah. Uh, Nick Aldis. That's another one I heard a lot of names on. Apparently, there was a report uh, I read earlier that they're kind of confirming that Molina. Uh, not saying that that's going to be the unexpected entry because I think the unexpected entry is supposed to be in the men's Royal Rumble. Uh, but Molina and then the former Cameron was going to be a part of the Royal Women's Royal Rumble. So, so yeah, it's kind of like they're going backwards. It could be that they released all of their W, they released a whole bunch of people. So maybe they just need to fill fill the fill the coffers for it. Um, I mean, you know, Chris, I'm going to I'm going to change gears here a little bit. And you were talking about the idea. And it was it was the identical same time period. You were talking about Mickey James being announced as a part of the uh, Royal Rumble matchup. But one thing that really kind of disappointed me was the fact that they basically named, I think it was the time, something like 15 or 16 of the competitors before and- we even get to the event. Now, I know that they're going to have you got to have some knowledge as to who's going to be in the event. But, I mean, it kind of really surprised me when you talk about, like, the Bellas. You talk about Lita. You talk about – I remember seeing it on a lot of different media sources. Summer Rae was all upset because they had announced that she was there. It, it kind of takes some I, of the luster of the Rumble I, out. I, I, I agree. That's that's his. That was the complaint um, of several people is, like, I don't want to know who – it's okay to announce who on the current roster is going to be in the Royal Rumble. I want to be surprised, you know, you want to hear that music hit, you know, you want to hear, you want to hear Lita's music hit. You don't think that that's going to blow the roof off the place. I mean, you, you hear a whole bunch of other things. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I know what they're trying to do with the impact thing. They're trying to, you know, show that they're willing to work with other companies. Cause apparently John Laurinaitis, when she, he called Mickey James, he's like, and Mickey was like, I'm under contract to Impact Wrestling. He's, and John Laurinaitis said, that's not an issue anymore. So, I mean, it's going to be somebody that's on good terms with the WWE that left on good terms. You know, I mean, Daniel Bryan left on – Daniel Bryan's contract just expired. So, you know, it wasn't on bad terms. He He hasn't really – said anything about the WWE. Adam Cole hasn't said, I don't think either one of those are going to be in the Rumble. Um, I think the one person that would really, there actually there are two people that, that would really shock me. And 
follow my uh, Chris Jericho because I don't think he left on bad terms, and he just last year did that the Stone Cold podcast, and apparently AEW Tony Khan is a negotiating with John Laurinaitis so they can maybe get some AEW talent to do like new documentaries and stuff. Uh, Also, what about Cody Rhodes? Well, that is true. I mean, we haven't seen Cody and right now they're saying that he's on the injured list. It goes back to the uh, battle of the belts, which we're going to talk about later tonight. You know, something gentlemen, we're talking about a lot of possible competitors to enter into this year's Royal rumble. And again, thank you to all the people. We had Tim Miller, making a comment earlier on about things being talked about. Uh, Drew making it a point to put some things out there. Tim Miller, also, Tim Miller also called me that I look could look like Grandma Roger Roberts. So, <laughs> well, you know something I was just thinking about. It. You know who else is going to be in the Royal Rumble? Johnny Knoxville. Oh God, it's going to be in the Royal Rumble, gentlemen. I got to ask, what are your thoughts about this individual, Johnny Knoxville, making his I guess debut in the Royal Rumble? Oh, God. I mean, okay. It's the WWE getting a... It's going to be the same thing as that stupid Batista movie that they did at the WrestleMania Backlash pay-per-view between The Miz and Damian Priest. WWE's getting some money to to have Johnny Knoxville on there because there's apparently a new Jackass movie coming out on February the 4th. So that's all that. It's just a promotional thing. And it's to... And it kind of works because it makes Sami Zayn angry. So I can tell you right now, it's been talked about in the chat. There's a couple people who said Johnny Knoxville wins the 2022 Royal Rumble. It's a possibility when you talk about all the possible people that could be in the Royal Rumble. Speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hold on. I got I to gotta see this. If Knoxville doesn't get mil- military pressed and take the biggest fall out of the ring, then it's a dud. I Johnny Knoxville would probably be the one celebrity that would be willing to go through a table. I bet I, I would almost guarantee. I yeah, almost I, could, I almost could think it's in St. Louis, and Kane is a favorite of the St. Louis area. Tell me you couldn't see Kane putting Johnny Knoxville through a table. Well, I mean, you you go back to the problems that uh, Kane had with uh, Pete Rose for a number of years. I mean, again, anything is possible at the Royal Rumble, which is going to be taking place on uh, Saturday night, January 29th, right here at the American <coughs> Center. Uh, it's going to be a great event. Uh, just as a reminder, too, uh, we are going to have Ace Roberts joining us here in just a couple minutes. The, now, promoter, now, guys, the promoter of WPW. That is true. That is true. You know, with all the things going on, we would be remiss, and we're still going to talk about a lot of other things here later on in the program tonight. But we'd be remiss if we talk about the releases. There were a large amount of releases in the WWE this week. And I got to tell you, gentlemen, there were several of them that really surprised me. Hoss, I'm going to throw this to you. You've seen all the releases that were there. And thank you, Herb, for, for uh, putting in your message here this evening on the WrestleTalk podcast. Hoss, Herb, I gotta ask Herb you, well, let's just say, Herb is a busy man. He, Besides being the promoter and owner of SICW, he's got to deal with uh, – St. Clair County Emergency Management. So shout out to him. He's dealing with this whole COVID situation over there. So just a shout out to him. I, I, I agree with you, Chris. Now, now, Hoss, I got to ask you, you've seen all these releases that have popped out here in the last few days. Which one do you think is the most uh, the most shocking? Um, I, I think that uh, it would have to either be, you know, William Regal 
uh, would have to be one of them at the top. Definitely. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, think they would get rid of him or, you know, Samoa Joe, although they had released him once before and then Hunter brought him back. And now all of a sudden, uh, they seem to be going away from what anything that Hunter wanted to do. So I have a theory on that that I'll talk about after you're done, Haas. Well, Chris, the, kind of the floor is yours here. I mean, again, yeah. if you've got a theory, go ahead and take it away. I think they're trying to push Hunter out. I, I agree. I honestly, honestly, they they fired all of his boy. They fired Regal, mm-hmm. who, and from what I read, I read somewhere that Regal and Brian James and Samoa Joe, the only one that's left is HBK right now, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, these were all going to be people that he brought with him when he took over. Apparently, there was originally a plan that he's going to take over the WWE, but Vince won't let go and blah, blah, blah. These were the people he was going to bring in to help run. He's let them all go. I mean, yeah. our friend Ace Steel. We, me and Luke yeah. know Ace Steel from way, way back in the day. You 1997, know? I do believe, Chris. Him and him and Dynamite Derek Stone for the MVWA uh, title, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's, I really think that they are trying to push Hunter out. That, that is just my feeling. And I don't know why they've kept Shawn Michaels. I mean, maybe it's just a... Th- Maybe maybe a Shawn Michaels release would be too, because apparently the NXT people they're not even gonna re- they're not even reporting to Hunter they're gonna report to uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard and and stuff and some guy that's been with them for a while is and I found out today apparently Dewey Foley is on the uh, is on the NXT uh, creative team I did not wow. know that until I read that today he's been handling a lot of the two hundred five live stuff uh, but. Yeah, I, I really honestly think they are trying to push Hunter out. You know something, Chris? Before we go any farther, uh, I did see here just a, moment, a few moments ago, Nightmare Jones in the house here tonight as a part of the Russell Talk podcast. Uh, yes, ni- yes Nightmare. Yes, Nightmare. The Snitch Beat Outcast. Outcast. He retired Outcast. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I'm done with it. You know, Chris, um, you've, got a, you've got a tone in your voice and uh, it's very similar to – uh, our how you feel? Guest. How you feel about how you feel about Ace Roberts coming on the show? <laughs> no, like I said, I, I I think it's more the other way around, and I know for a fact that he's he's got a lot on his mind. And and, and again, I'm just going to warn everybody: I don't know exactly where this next interview is going to go. All I know is that if I say anything about him, he's going to turn around. He's going to get upset. Um, Hoss, I think that he's he's in the green room. Am I right? No, he's not in the green room. Okay, that's 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 all good. Well, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. Ace Roberts is apparently apparently likes to show up late for everything, and he also likes to interrupt people because there's a story from when I when Luke and uh, Mephisto brought me back for IHW. uh, I was not in the ring five seconds before he interrupted me as I was doing the intro to the show, and Luke Luke can remember that. So that I believe it was Redbud, Redbud, Illinois, the hot, the home of uh, fish mailboxes. He yeah. was just excited to see Grandma Roberts. <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> oh God, that's not oh. gonna, that's not gonna go away anytime. That's not gonna go. Thanks, Tim Miller. 
Yeah, you got to admit, though, Tim Miller, Tim Miller's known you for a long time, Chris. I mean, when you sit there, you talk about some of the names in the day, talking about the Derek Stones and the Adam Pierces from the old MVWA days as well. I mean, there's a lot of people that we had the opportunity to compete with many, many years ago. And again, it's it's really surprising to see these um, names being released. I know you're talking about Dave Kapoor as well. And we've had several people talk about him in the chat. I mean, again, there's a lot of names. The Armstrong brothers, both the Road Dog and Scott Armstrong being released. Oh, I forgot, I forgot about Scott Armstrong. Scott Armstrong was always a good referee. I mean... Um, yeah, I believe now he's an, he was an agent, too. And, I mean, Road yeah, Dog was in the same boat. So, I mean, when you just, sit there, you look at just, they're both... I mean, just, I don't ask. Yeah, it just really it just really sucks because it almost... The, the releases happened the next day after New Year's Evil. It kind of completely pushed Ron Breaker out of the uh, out of the out of the spotlight for NXT. That you know, that night everyone was talking that hey, Ron Breaker won the NXT title. It was a great match with Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, his his uh, his dad was in the crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. Came into the ring and celebrated with him. You know, he ended it with the Steiner recliner. You know. Um, the top rope bulldog and the top, yeah, he, they just need to call him Braun Steiner or, you know, but whatever, that's not a choice. But the next day they were starting, they started releasing everybody regal. And then, you know, happy new year. You're fired. Yeah. Right. Well, actually, actually Haas, it's future endeavor. <coughs> got to make sure right. we use the correct terminology. Uh, okay. I'm going to ask right now at seven, it's almost seven 35 here. We know, that Ace Roberts was supposed to be joining us here. Hoss, is he in the green room yet? Uh, not yet. Okay, uh, we're we're gonna Luke, wait. Luke, Luke, do you need to go take care of that? Do we need to talk about something? Do we need to talk about something else? Like, uh, <laughs> you, you, do I you really want to? You look, like, you look my... like you're about to have an aneurysm. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's one of those where. Again, I don't know what to expect, guys. I mean, again, this is the Roberts Family Reunion Show right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. But I figured that my that that Ace would be present. Ace would be on time. We've had this discussion for years. He always likes to be late. He wants to make a fashionable entrance. Ivar says he isn't late though. He's right here and ready to rock. I'm looking forward to seeing that interview later on this evening. Ivar, he's going to be right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast in the eight o'clock hour. And I got to tell you, if you haven't had a chance to hear Ivar, you need to hear him. He's very, very knowledgeable in the world of wrestling. He's knowledgeable in the world of music. Like I said, there's a lot of things that Ivar is very knowledgeable about. We're going to have him back here on the program in just a few moments. And again, a lot of people talking about Braun Breaker as well. Guys, I got to tell you, if that wasn't enough, talking about the releases and the Royal Rumble and NXT New Year's Evil, we still have the three nights of Wrestle Kingdom and AEW's Battle of the Belts that we could talk about. There are a lot of things here that we still have to talk about. And actually, hold on a second here. I I didn't really watch. I did. I watched. I recorded Battle of the Belts because, like I said, I was at MMWA. Um, they are re- Luke will probably appreciate this. MMWA is reinstating their, uh, I guess, has a long lineage. It probably was the light heavyweight title, and then it became the cruiserweight title, and now it's coming back as the junior heavyweight title for anyone under two hundred pounds. Um, so they they're reinstating that. They brought in some new talent, uh, Ricky Rodriguez, and 
uh, Tommy Davis and a whole bunch of other Ace Hawk, Ace Hawk, our buddy Ace Hawkins came back. I mean, we ha- I haven't seen Ace Hawkins in in over a couple of years. Uh, but you know, came- one thing too, Chris, as you talk about the the Junior Heavyweight Championship, I remember a very important man in my career, that being John Blackheart, was a former uh, MMWA Junior Heavyweight Champion. Keith Smith was a former junior heavyweight champion. There were so many people. I believe I believe the human wrecking ball Pete Madden was a former MV, MMWA uh, junior heavyweight champion. There's a lot of people who've held that championship. And, and I got to tell you right now, to see wrestling at that 200-pound level and, and, and below coming back. And, again, some of the names we've mentioned already, it's definitely going to be an interesting, interesting and- tournament. And I will tell you that they announced their main event for uh, their February show. Uh, it's going to be Benjamin Trust getting his title shot against the MMWA heavyweight title against uh, the Butcher Damian Blade. So we know Ben Trust, uh, and, and he's he's been he's been on a roll this year. I mean, again, here's here's a man I got to tell you since winning the Riot on the River tournament, he's a man who really hasn't. Again, I think a lot of wrestling champions are afraid to face him because it's it's almost like he's destined to win a championship. Right. And shout out to Sh- Sonny for a And they don't want to be the, the first to lose a championship to him. And and guys, I got to tell you right now. Son- and, Sonny, and Sonny, Sonny sending love to Pete Madden. I know, yeah, I know, Luke, man, I know. I, Luke I, says the same. Pete Manor is one of, is the best of us in the professional wrestling business. I, I would totally a hundred percent agree with that. And I know now, where guys. you're going to go with this. And apparently, he's in the green room now. So this yeah, is, and Chris, and I just saw your blood pressure go up about fifty points. So <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, there is no way in the world. You know, I would be professional. I mean, again, it is Ace Roberts. I know I would be professional. I know I would state the facts and be a broadcast journalist, be a member of the media, be respectful of my family. But I can tell you right now, he has requested that you do the introductions, Chris. I don't know why. I don't ask. I'm just going to turn things over to you. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to enjoy. Hold on. I'm my blood pressure lowered. Enjoy. Our first guest here this evening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I met him for the first time at IHW in Redbud, Illinois. He interrupted me, but we're not going to talk about that. He is the current promoter for WPW, who has a show on. Um, what's the? Oh, where's the date? I didn't write the date down. Damn it! It's in Collinsville. It's Aces High. Uh, it's got the William Talley Memorial Rumble. Uh, it's going to be the sixth the- annual. This uh, eighth annual, eighth annual, eighth annual. They're having uh, Thunder Kitty is going to be in the house uh, from MWA, and the main event is their champion PT Beckham taking on Ricky Cruz. We're going to talk about some PT Beckham stuff because I know Ace has a little bit of problem with. Uh, so please welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode three seventy seven, Ace Roberts. <laughs> That's, that's, the get. That, that's that's the best you can do. Hey, brother, how you doing? Well, Ace, I told. <sighs> please you. tell Luke. Please tell me he did not wear that to the to the to the Roberts family Christmas. I mean, no, he didn't wear that. I got to tell you right now. He he says he's a fashionable man, and I'm going to tell you right now. He's looking quite dapper this evening, but his outfit 
that we had because we had him come to the family get together for Christmas. And I can tell you right now, his outfit now would pale in comparison to the outfit he wore at Christmas. I got to tell you right now. I heard. I actually, I've, I've actually heard a rumor about the Christmas, and I want Ace to to either uh, uh, confirm or deny this. But apparently, during the Roberts family Christmas, did you hide in a uh, your bedroom because you were so upset by what the Roberts family was saying about your outfit? I did not. Like I was the classiest person there. I dressed the best. I am the best. I mean, there was no way they could even deny it. I mean, okay. I've I've known you for I've I've met you in Redbud, the home, like I said, the home of the uh, fish mailboxes, uh, and you took you took a lot of uh, ribbing in IHW, especially from your uh, brother Luke and everything. Uh, what do you remember most about the IHW days? What I remember most is basically being picked on by my brother Luke Roberts. I went out there and I told it how it was. I talked how I felt. I did kind of what I wanted, but he felt like he had to put me in my place. I was the GM of IHW and was probably the best one they had. And then I got, I got let go for really no reason at all, just because I didn't know what town we were in. I really didn't know anything about the show. I was playing golf while people were going over the things because I was the GM. What did I need to know that stuff for? Luke was, all, Luke was also a G when I came in, Luke was the GM of IHW. He, he took my job. He took your, Oh, is, he, is this true? Luke? I didn't take anybody's job. I mean, he, I got to say this ace, you definitely have a lot of the, the, the Roberts character traits in you. But one thing you have is a selective memory. Last time I checked when you were out playing golf I was at the event making sure that you would do and be able not to fall apart when it came to being inside of any promotion. And I got to tell you right now, I will say this. You do have a, a good golf game. I, 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 everything is great. I mean, there, is there anything that I don't excel at? Let's see. Being a GM. Hopefully that's changed. I mean, right now you are the, promoter of WPW. I know that you've learned some <laughs> lessons. I know you're No, no, no he that. hasn't. No he hasn't learned any lessons because he seems to from me following on social I'm only following on social media. I haven't been at to any WPW shows yet, but Ace Roberts seems to have a problem with PT Beckham. And I don't know why. He is making P, apparently he's making PT Beckham and he put a bounty on PT Beckham's head for the Bill Talley or the William Talley Memorial Rumble at Aces High. That if someone takes him out, and then later on in the night he's got to take on Ricky Cruz. And me and you know Ricky. Ricky's, you know, Ricky's going to kick PT's head off. I mean, what is your what is your deal with PT Beckham? Basically, see, years ago I actually tried to manage PT Beckham. I saw potential in the kid. But I jumped off that train as quick as I could because the first night in, I got him a title shot and he lost. I don't associate with losers. I was a manager of champions and I can't associate myself with someone like that. You see, PT, I think he's got talent. The kid's got talent, but he's okay with being mediocre. He's okay with being average. I am Hollywood. I I want the best. I am like cocaine and caviar and he is more like fish sticks and fentanyl. 
Did you just say cocaine and caviar? I'm I, I they go together. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Weren't you splashed? Weren't, weren't you splashed by hardcore Andy at one point too? I mean, oh, anyway, um, we're gonna move on from that. Uh, but uh, but no, I, I just don't under. I still don't just don't. P, just because PT Beckham lost a match, you you decided you weren't gonna be a part of his uh, you know, his career. To maybe I, I help. Felt- I felt I, I see a loser when I know one. I mean, I lived with one for quite a few years. So, I mean, I'm not talking about uh, Luke. I'm sorry. I, I had to throw that out there. Yeah, you know, no, no big deal. Nothing against you or anything. But I knew a loser when I saw one. So I had to jump off and try to find some success without him because I was going to take him to the top. He needed me to take him to the top. The only reason he's champion right now is because he cheated. Well, I can tell you right now, and Chris, this is this is this is going to pain me to say this. If you look at Ace Roberts' track record as a manager, I mean, again, longtime manager of the Legion, took them to multiple championships. A former manager of Leon Mephisto took him, I believe, it's twice to the WOE Heavyweight Championship. I got to tell you right now. You can't, you can't fault his success. I mean, it may not be the best way to go about things, but he does he he is successful. Now, I do I, I do have to say this. I think putting him in the William Talley Memorial Rumble and then facing Ricky Cruz. And not not only just putting him in the rumble, putting a hit on him, putting a bounty on him to take him out before the match. And then if he if 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 maybe maybe I should say when PT survives the the rumble, he's got to go on to face Rick, Ricky Cruz, and I know what Ricky Cruz can do. You know what Ricky Cruz can do. Um, I mean, See, why 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 Ricky Cruz? Why did you pick Ricky Cruz? Seems to be handpicked by you because I wanted someone that I knew that could get the job done. I wanted someone that I knew that could take the title from PT Beckham. I wanted to make sure that Beckham doesn't leave Collinsville with that title around his waist because he represents me and I don't need someone that's classless representing me. I already have a women's champion that has no class. And then I got PT Beckham with no class. And then I got to, I got the tag team champions. It just, everything did not go the way I planned in December. So I plan to change that. So, so speaking of your women's champion, which is Riley Knox, um, you have an issue with her too. Do you just have an issue with all of your champions? I, that- I, right now I do have an issue with my champions because I offered people opportunities. I offered people a chance to be successful. I offered them money and they turned their back on it. They said they didn't want anything to do with it. They cared more about the fans than they cared about the money, the success, the fame. But that's what it's all about. So you're bringing in Thunder Kitty. You're bringing in Thunder Kitty to be your uh, to your hit woman, basically. Pretty much. I'm bringing in people that I know that'll get the job done. That people are going to take the titles. People with class. People that are going to represent the new WPW better than PT and Riley and Magnifico. And nasty one ever could. Well, I got to tell you right now, Chris. If and again, don't don't get me started with the PT Beckham Ricky Cruz thing because that could be a whole episode in itself. But I got to tell you right now, I've had the opportunity to see both Riley Knox and Thunder Kitty compete inside the ring, and I have to say, as much as I don't agree with you, Ace, you brought in somebody 
who poses a legitimate threat to the women's championship. Thunder Kitty has wrestled all around the country. No frills. Goes in there, takes care of business. And I got to say, if you're going to put up an opportunity to have somebody to be a challenge for Riley Knox, Thunder Kitty is definitely a five-star quality opponent. Um, I'm ready to have a new champion. I think WPW needs a champion that it, the champion that it needs is Thunder Kitty. Every, every title did not go the way I wanted it to. And then you got shrapnel. I heard you earlier talking about Ben trust. Ben trust is going to be going for the United States title against our U S champion shrapnel. I really don't really care who wins that match because I don't really like either one of them, but it's competition and that's what the fans want. But these, but these wrestlers legitimately won their titles. I just, I don't understand why you're so against all. It seems like you're against all your champions. I, I do. I, Technically, what, PT did not legitimately win his belt. He used a pedigree on the title, on the real deal, Alex Steele, to win the belt. It was unfair. It was cheating. Don't ask me how the belt got in the ring. I don't want to talk about it. It doesn't matter. But he used the belt as a weapon. Well, you know, Chris, is, uh, and again, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but again, if an object becomes uh, available in the ring and you want to be a champion, sometimes you got to take shortcuts. And in the case of what's here, it seems like P.T. Beckham did. Now, now Ace, i got to ask you, uh, we do have this Aces High event coming up in the, in the, in the upcoming weeks. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what the fans can expect with the Ace Roberts Presents, or actually I should, let me repreface this, because I've heard this phrase getting bounced around. wouldn't be associated with me, of course, but the Roberts Regime presenting Aces, WPW Aces High. Um, you're going to see a lot different version of WPW. I'm trying to bring in people. I'm trying to bring in class. I'm trying to bring in some differences. The Roberts Regime is a pl- group that I plan to take to the top handpicked people that I'm planning on making champions. Eventually, there's no doubt in my mind that when it comes to WPW, every member of the Roberts regime will hold gold. Who is a member of the Roberts regime, if you, uh, if you, don't, if you don't mind me asking? I, I kind of do mind you asking. Um, I'm not going to tell you at this point in time. I will say that, that Marcellus Knight made some really off-color comments about how he deserved a title match just because like he won some tournament under the old WPW regime. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. It didn't involve me. So obviously I don't care. So I suspended him because he whined about his title shot in December. So I'm letting him come back in February and he's going to compete against the first member of the Roberts regime, but he's going to have to find out like everybody else. I'm not telling you. Hmm. You know that's actually a pretty sound strategy. It's kind of it is kind of a sound strategy. I mean, I I will give it to him. Maybe Ace has something here. How did you become the promoter of WPW? How did you did you win a well? Okay, I can't say you win a match, but anyway, um, I won my last two. Thank you. But anyway, what what how did you become the promoter of WPW? I've known Shane Jones in the past, and opportunity came where I saw WPW was for sale. And I decided to use my money, use my power, and get an opportunity to be the boss, to be in charge. I bought the company, so I I could call the shots. 
Well, you you got to you got to be able to spend that Roberts family money, right, Luke? Well, I can tell you right now, when it comes down to it, I don't agree with how Ace has used his money. I don't agree with how he acquired his money. But one thing I will say is this. When it comes down to it, he has become very, in the last probably year to year and a half, he's come, He's become very ambitious. I got to tell you right now, when it comes down to it, do I agree with his choice in, in, in sunglasses? No, I don't. Do I agree with his attitude? No, I don't. You see, this is what I've had to deal with for years. But you know, one thing I have to tell you is this. Being Ace Roberts right now, he is at the top of his game. I mean, when you want to be the very best, what do you do? You buy a promotion and you try your best to bring, as he said, the best in professional wrestling. So how long is it going to be before you make yourself the champion if you bought you this promotion? Are you are you just going to lead people to the title? I'm going to I'm going to lead people to the title. I'm not going to give I don't give myself things. I have earned every single thing I've ever done in my life. I I've not worked hard for it, but I've found ways to earn it. It doesn't matter how, but I would never just hand myself the title. That's that's not that's not the Ace Roberts way. I would buy the title, but I would never hand myself the title. But so, no, do I plan to do that? No, I'm going to lead the Roberts regime to the top of WPW. Well, that sounds that to me, I guess, I mean, not reviewing who part is part of the Roberts regime. You never know who it could be. Uh, maybe Ricky Cruz is part of it. Maybe Mephisto is going to be. I don't I mean. I don't trust him. You, <laughs> do you trust anybody? No, uh, myself. I, I, I Myself, I pretty much. Well, you know something, Chris? I do have to go out here. And for once, again, I'm going to agree with Ace. Granted, he may not twice Twice in one interview? Yeah. He may not be as successful. But the fact is, he is a person who's not going to give himself anything. He's learned to earn what he has. Now, I will tell you this. He's earned... A lot of comments, a lot of commentary here from the listeners and the viewers of the Wrestle Talk podcast here. It's been hilarious. I just want you to know it's been it's been been putting up some of Chris. I gotta say, I think it's a little bit a little bit harsh. I really do. But you know, when it comes down to it, this is the Roberts family reunion. This is Ace Roberts. And Ace, before we get too much farther along, I want to go ahead real quick. Can you, for those that are watching the program here this evening, that want to see WPW Aces High in Collinsville, Illinois, can you share the information so that they want to come out and check WPW out under the Roberts regime, how they can do so? Um, February 6th is when the show is. You can get tickets at the door. You can actually go to the Collinsville VFW right now and pick up tickets, or you can purchase them uh, the flyer has the information with their number on the for the building, and you can call there. Um, give me your money, however you want to do it, I, and you can trust me. I'm sure if you give me your money, I'm at that point. It is what it is, but yeah, no. You show up to the building; they have the tickets for sale right there in Collinsville, or you can show up that day at the door. And correct me if I'm wrong. That's on, I believe, off of Highway 157. Am I correct? It's yeah, uh, you are correct for yeah, once. Tw- 
or no, no, yeah, not 137, 159. I apologize. It's 1234 Vandalia Street. It's the Collinsville VFW in Collinsville. I think I I think I know exactly. I used to spend a lot of time in Collinsville. Um, well, so, well, guys, I got to tell you right now, this has been surprisingly thus far. My blood pressure hasn't gotten too high for most of this interview. But you so know Ace, what? Ace, real quick, Ace, would I be would I be welcome to come to a WPW show? You you would definitely be very welcome to come to a WPW show. Anybody can come to a WPW show. They can come see the new WPW. They can see the change. They can see where we're taking the company, where I'm taking the company, where the Roberts regime is taking the company. And I guess I have to give a little bit of credit to people like PT Beckham and Riley Knox and Nick natural, not a lot of credit, just a little bit, but I'll give them a little bit of credit too. Well, Chris, I got to throw one more thing out here and we, we, we've uh, really not talked about it, but I do have to ask you, Ace, uh, we are talking about the eighth annual William Talley Memorial battle Royal. Um, can you share with us uh, in your opinion, what the importance is. I mean, I've had the opportunity uh, to, to see some of these events take place. The, the prestige, the honor, in your opinion, of winning such an important event in WPW, that being the Tally Memorial Battle Royal. There's not a lot of things that I will talk positively about other than myself, but that is a very prestigious honor. It's something that means a lot uh, to whoever wins it. There's been multiple winners. There's actually only been, ever been one person that's ever won it twice. And that was actually Xavier Frost has won it twice. But as far as winning it, yeah, I think it's going to be something that's going to propel somebody's career in WPW to that next level. Hopefully someone that I would like to win, but it's going to be a very big honor for whoever does win that. What does the winner, what does the winner receive of this rumble? there's a uh, ring that will be presented to the winner of the rumble. Do they get a title shot too, or is it just, it depends on who it is. If, if I like them enough, I'll give them a title shot. If not, they'll just congratulations. Here's your ring. It's a prestigious honor. Good luck. Please go away. Gotcha. Well, you know something, Chris, I got to tell you thus far, my blood pressure starting to lower down a little bit here. It, it's actually been, Quite entertaining here this evening. We have Ace Roberts from WPW. It's a part of the Aces High event here in Collinsville uh, coming up in the month of February, I do believe. Yes, sir. Uh, Right now, what we're going to do is this. This is something I can't believe that this is here, but I know that the Night Owl has already talked to me about this. Uh, Ace, I know you're familiar with the Shoot and Shout segment, which is an opportunity for you to then about anything that's on your mind. I know that this is something that you you have no problems talking. You have no problems whatsoever. And thank you again for joining us, Hardcore Hoss. Uh, right now, as we're going to be here, we're going to go ahead in just a minute, and we're going to take part right here in the Shoot and Shout segment. Give Ace Roberts an opportunity, along with my broadcast colleague, Chris Rodell, and Hardcore Hoss, to say what's on your mind. Have a little bit of freedom here this evening on the Russell Talk podcast. So, Hardcore Hoss, if you could go ahead and hit the music for tonight's Shoot and Shout segment. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fun, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify. Ripping some 
everyone's head off. No human contact if you interact. Life's on contract. Your best bets to stay away. It's just one of those days. It's all about the he says, she says, bullshit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that opens the shoot and shout segment here. Hoss, I got to tell you, you've had an opportunity to be thinking and taking all those great messages here that have been coming through the Wrestle Talk podcast chat here this evening. I'm going to go ahead and have you start off tonight. What is your uh, shoot and shout for tonight's episode 377? Oh, well, you know, my shoot and shout is just people who cannot drive. If you don't know how to drive, stay the hell off the roads. I get so tired of going up and down the road and people sitting there cutting you off and going too damn slow in front of you. Or they just, people don't know how to drive anymore. Learn how to drive. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that from Hardcore Hoss. Um, I got to tell you right now, Chris, I still got to think about this here a minute. Me, me too. Me too. Let's let Ace go ahead because okay. I'm sure Ace loves to talk. He's probably going to bury, he's probably going to talk about PT Beckham and how PT Beckham sucks and stuff like so. Ace, go ahead. So basically, like, basically that, like, PT Beckham is trash. Then you got PT Beckham, you got Riley Knox, you got Nick Natural. I didn't really get to talk about him earlier, but he's trash too. Basically, I saw potential in this kid. I offered him a seat at the table in the Roberts regime. He lost to PT Beckham to allow him into that match, which means that he is honestly 100% the reason that Beckham is champion, 100%. It's on Nick Natural. The bloodstains are on his hand. So that's why he's going to be wrestling the Butcher on February 6th. Nice. So they're all trash. Okay. Well, you just did PT Beckham steal your girl or something? I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I mean, you just, you just seem to really, really have it in for PT Beckham. I he's he's terrible. Well, he's he's got potential, but he's okay with being average. He's mediocre. And people, I've heard rumors about people talking about that I tapped out in a sharpshooter to him. I I don't recollect that happening. I, I don't remember that ever happening. I don't think it did. I I, I don't I can't confirm or deny that. Luke, do you, you should know? deny it. Well, I can tell you right now. I'm sitting here. We're getting some uh, some fans here. Uh, Drew Chandler, uh, his shoot and shout tonight. When wrestlers do an Irish whip, but don't follow through with it, especially a small guy whipping a big guy all the way across the ring. Uh, thank you for sharing that, Drew. Um, I can tell you right now, mine has got to be honestly. And this is going to be there is the weather. Oh God! And Chris, no, well, Chris, as you know, and I know for a fact that the hardcore Hoss knows, and Ace, I, you've had to deal with it for years. Is the idea that I wish the weather would just make up its mind? I mean, in the last ten days, we've gone from seventy degrees on New Year's Eve, and then I think it was what three days ago we were in the single digits here in the St. Louis area. I wish the weather would make up its mind and either stay cold. Or stay warm. But the one thing is this. The weather needs to make up its mind. It has been wreaking havoc for about the last two months. And I wish it would just make up its mind. It's really getting aggravating. And I know it's not a, a big shoot and shout. But tonight, that's just where it is with me. Chris, you're our last uh, participant here tonight. Oh. Go ahead and, and give us your shoot and shout. Oh, I just, I don't know. I'm just sick of, I'm just sick of people in general because there are some really crap people, especially on Facebook and Twitter that just, I really just wish that they would just shut up and stop talking 
um, and the world would be just a better, a, a much better, much better place. And I'm not talking about Ace. I like Ace. Ace is a good guy. I mean, we don't always agree on everything, but I mean, Ace is a good guy. So, but there are a lot of more crap people in this world than there than than good people. So, just be better. As uh, just I think Carp said it before. Just be better. Be nice to people. So. Boy, I couldn't agree with you more, Chris. Now, real quick here, uh, Ace. I know that you're very busy. We've got Ace's High coming up in just a in just a few days. Uh, before we let you go, um, for those that would want to follow WPW or get more information about WPW, how would they go about that? Um, right now, I'm still working on getting getting all the stuff that I need for the WPW stuff. Uh, WPW video on Instagram actually does work where I've been posting some of their, some of the flyers and information and everything like that. Other than that, following the wrestlers, following their Instagrams and their Facebooks and just following along to what they're posting, what they got going on. I wouldn't listen to some of them because their ideas of how things are going are misleading, but that's the best way to really follow what's going on right now with WPW. All right. Uh, Like I said, at this point, uh, on behalf uh, of Chris Rodell, Hardcore Hoss, and myself, we want to officially welcome you to the Wrestle Talk family. You're, you're always welcome here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. We wish you nothing but success with WPW Aces High in February in Collinsville, Illinois. Ace, again, we, we, we've had our differences, but tonight we've been able to keep it peaceful. We've been able to keep it civil. And I want to say thank you for being a part of the Roberts family reunion right here tonight on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Ace, it's good to see you again. Hope, hopefully, hopefully we we can talk later. So, okay, cool. That's it. I will say it's been your pleasure, but I did enjoy it. So, all right, Ace. Thanks. All right. Thanks, thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you very much, Ace. So, Haas, that's probably your first uh, uh, meeting with Ace Roberts. What you think? He he seems like an okay guy. I I don't know what you got so excited about, you know. Well, I can tell you okay, right oh, now. Okay, okay, I got I got I got to, I got I got to tell after the. Okay, Chris. Luke, Luke used to Luke. It's true. Luke did kind of torture Ace back in the IHW day. What? Maybe not torture, but he put he put him into several situations. Uh. Back in the day, you know, I mean, and admit it, Luke, you kind of enjoyed it. I don't know what you're saying, Chris. I mean, Ace had an opportunity to be general manager. And like he said, he went out and he was more focused about playing on the golf course. When he wanted to come back in, he wanted to be a referee. And I have never seen anyone not do their job (laughs) the way that – Ace Roberts didn't do his job. I will say this, though, in his defense, he is a great. I got to watch my words here. He definitely is a very ambitious individual. And I do have to say that I do have a fair amount of respect for him and his acquisition of WPW. I mean, it was a smart, it was a, it, it is actually a smart investment. I mean, if you think about it, it, it really is. I mean, he saw the opportunity there. Maybe we don't always agree with how he's going to run things. I mean, he seems like he's got, got it in for, you know, Riley Knox and P 
P.T. Beckham. Uh, I mean, he's sending Ricky Cruz after him. I mean, well, we, 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 we see, we've seen Ricky Cruz that he goes after somebody. It's not it, – I mean – well, Chris, you got to look at it too. Not only is he sending Ricky Cruz after him, but he's also putting him in the William Talley Memorial Battle Royal on top of it. And put a bounty on his head. There, I mean, a- again, everybody in that locker room is going to be looking for P.T. Beckham. Right. I think I- it's not, it's not going to be good news for P.T. Beckham and WPW. No. Gentlemen, and- I mean, and and Pete and and shout out. I will shout out to PT Beckham and uh, Mephisto. They became the MMWA Tag Team Champions this past weekend. So PT's riding riding high. So you know it'll 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 be good. It's, I mean, but yeah, it it that was a good interview. I I haven't talked to Ace really for a while. So I mean, we don't always agree, but well, I can I mean, tell you right now, guys. This has been, thus far, has really been a great episode. Had an opportunity to talk to Ace Roberts. Um, Again, it was a great interview. You know, I got to tell you, this first hour has been great, but the second hour is going to be even better because we're going to have the rock and roller himself. Ivar is going to be joining us here in about 10 minutes. And, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, Ivar is going to be one of those interviews that you're going to just – Beyond enjoy. He's a constant ball of energy. He goes out there. He gives 100%. He's a phenomenal vocalist. He loves professional wrestling. He's a part of the WrestleTalk podcast family. And he's going to be joining apparently, us here. Apparently he beat Renee in a, Renee, uh, in a uh, game show challenge back in the day. He, he did too. I mean, again, he's got a pretty a pretty well-known track record here. I mean, he's 1-0. When it comes to the Russell Talk podcast and the Game Show Challenge, which he's going to participate in again later tonight as well. You know, guys, right now we're going to have Ivar on in just a few minutes. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. For those of you that are watching, I want to say thank you to all of our great sponsors. Thank you to all those that are watching and putting comments in the uh, chat this evening. Had a lot of great comments and a lot of people from all across the country who've been contributing. And again, thank you for everything that you do. Make it a point to check out the bottom of the screen as Hoss just put up here, to talk about all of our great sponsors. Also make it a point, as you're going to see here in just a few moments, uh, we want to talk about the FWWC every Thursday night, 7.30 Central. You can catch them right here on Facebook. A lot of great information about the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide chapter. We're going to have a lot of great information about the Royal Rumble Watch Party at Kincaid on uh, January 29th. $20 gets you unlimited gameplay. It gets you soda, it gets you, I believe, a slice of pizza, and it gets you the opportunity to see the Royal Rumble. Hoss, am I right <laughs> with all that? That yes, sounds sir. Yep. All right. Well, you know what, guys? We, we've got just a couple minutes till Ivar's going to join us. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead here in just a moment. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little more pro wrestling. And we're going to be joined by Ivar right here on the Russell Talk podcast. Please stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few moments. Return of the D was imminent Step into the mic, it's like a brand new lyricist I'm here to do what should have been done 10 years ago You can't fuck with me, I'm stepping out the shadows So walking overloaded, I'm ready to explode I've lost all self-control Setting your skills like Highlander, one slice And I watch your head roll It's a lyrical kamikaze when I unload on the mic I'm ending everything I see 
construction on site. Most it sound like a track with no bass. That's a dead beat. Me on the other hand, I'm shattering the concrete. Breaking down the doors, demolishing enemies within the opportunities. It's survival. I ain't going nowhere. I got immunity more. Calculating gruesome and devastating than ever. Welcome back to the Rust Tub Podcast, episode 377. Got Hardcore Hoss, Luke Roberts back in the house uh, after our break. Uh, that that first hour was interesting. We, we talked a lot about – we talked some good information. We talked the MLW uh, versus WWE. We talked Royal Rumble. We talked a little bit about Wrestle Kingdom. We talked Ace Roberts. So, I mean, I think we had a pretty good first hour. What do you think, guys? I think it was a very good first hour. I mean, again, we got a lot to talk about. We still haven't talked about Battle of the Belts or Wrestle Kingdom as well. There's a lot of great things still here to talk about. Again, as a reminder, make sure to check out our great sponsors. Also, check out WrestleTalkPodcast.com. A lot of great information there. You can also get past episodes. You can also follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, I believe YouTube and Instagram as well. As our good friend Hank Hudson put it there in the very uh, beginning of the show, Want to spend a special thank you out to uh, Hank Hudson. I uh, also want to spend a sp- thank you to the band Power Trip for providing the music to go along with our introduction. And also, again, DJ Money for that great High Spots introduction. Guys, I got to tell you right now. And, think- and, and, and question, who does the, do you know, Hoss, do you know who does the uh, shoot and shout intro? intro? Do you know, do we have an artist on that or is that just a uh, ragtime? Should I just search ragtime Limp Biscuit? Um. It's the Broadway edition of Break Stuff at Limp Biscuit. This is how ah, I know. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. No, I just I just wondering because it's kind of, it is kind of funny and, and and stuff like that. But uh I guess uh we would be remiss if we didn't talk about a upcoming Dynamo Pro event coming to you from the Arnold Eagles Club on Friday the twenty first. 
New Year's Brawl. Uh, get your tickets at arnoldwrestling.ticketleap.com. They are $10 in advance, $15 at the at the door. So get you, we have uh, wrestlers like Ricky Cruz, uh, Moondog Rover, No Role Models, Mike Outlaw, and a whole bunch more. Get your tickets uh, while they're a little bit discounted. That way we're going to pack the place in the Arnold Eagles Club. They have great food there. Um so great food. They have a full bar. It's going to be a great night of wrestling action. Dynamo Pro New Year's Brawl, Arnold Eagles Club, Friday, the January the 21st. And, and thank you for that, Chris. Like I said, if you have an opportunity, Dynamo Pro Wrestling is going to be making its return in 2022. And again, you go back to the fight before Christmas. We had a lot of things happen. A brand new Dynamo Pro heavyweight Cam- champion. Camaro Jackson. And we had the end of an era with Outcast having to retire from entering competition thanks to the snitch. And I know for a fact that we're going to hear from Joe Lance on that one. He's not going to let the, the, the fans of the rest oh, of the podcast. Oh, he, he's already said. And also, I want to send a shout out. I'm going to pull up the thing here just a second. Uh, so just bear with me for a second. I was not prepared. Uh, we have a we have a pretty good show, uh, the Black Wrestlers Matter show coming to St. Louis. Uh um, in February, it's going to be at the North County Rec, Recplex. Uh, um, you can get your tickets today. One of the matches I'm really interested about is Camaro Jackson versus ACH, and we both know ACH. We we we've met ACH. ACH is one of the probably the best wrestlers in the country. So um, I'm that's probably the match I'm looking most forward to. So well, I can tell you right now, there's been a lot of great wrestling. Uh, that's been taking place on the local level, on the national level, on the international level. And I want to take just a minute here. I know Ivar is going to be joining us here in just a couple minutes. Uh, Haas, uh, just a quick check here. Um, Ivar, is he in the green room? Yes, he is. All right. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take a quick moment here. I know Ivar is going to be joining us here in just a minute. Wow, that's a that's a, a, a memory from the past there, Tim. Ha! About the old days. Uh, hey, hey, but their, their cheese fries rock, though. Cheese fries. I remember those when I was a little kid. Cheese fries were awesome there. Uh, one of those memories from years gone by of being a pro wrestling fan. Um, I want to take just a minute here and talk about AEW's Battle of the Belts. And uh, we know firsthand that Ricky Starks defends the uh, FTW Championship against Matt Seidel, a man that uh, I have an opportunity to meet on many occasions. Uh, Britt Baker, DMD, uh, defends the title against Rio. Uh, the one thing I'm going to ask, gentlemen, before we bring on Ivar here in just a moment, Sammy uh, Sammy Guevara defeats Dustin Rhodes to become the interim AEW TNT champion. Now, I know that they do this a lot in things like the UFC when a wrestler can't <laughs> compete. I think this is one of the first times I've seen – the only other time I can even possibly – recall was when uh razor ramon won the intercontinental title when Shawn michaels i think was um gone for a couple months they also they also they also did it after punk uh his contract ran out and he won the match against del rio and then cena came cena won the title and they didn't they didn't call it interim title they just you know it was a title it was a title for title thing so right well like i said this is the first time i really think we've seen a, a a interim in a while what are your thoughts about the idea of Sammy Guevara being the interim TNT champion? I mean, I don't necessarily like it, but I don't necessarily hate it. Um, my my takeaway from that match is Dustin Rhodes. Can we just can we just talk for a minute about Dustin Rhodes? 
he should not be doing what he does at his age. I mean, I'm not saying he's like older, but man, man he could still put on a really good match. I know. Um, Hoss, did you watch? Did you watch the Battle of the Belts? Did you see the match? Uh, honestly, I did not get to watch that one. Uh, well, that's I right, because you said, you, yeah, didn't you say you were at a wrestling? What wrestling show were you at this past weekend? Uh, I was at a WDWA wrestling show. Um, and actually the, uh, the main event there was a fans bring the weapons match. Me and Luke, me and Luke have some, uh, fans bring the weapons stories. We'll talk between about that. Israel Sharif Fakur and Cisco, which if things work out, we are going to have them both here next week. And, uh, let them go back and forth on the show. And I, uh, I have I have a question. With it being a fans bring the weapons match, what was the most odd item that was brought? Um, because you're never going to top what me and Luger are about to say. Mm-hmm. Well, let's. We there was a lot there. I mean, we had uh, we had people bring just wooden sticks. We had uh, I took my axe handle. Uh, we had a cane that had an eight ball on top of it. There was, of course, somebody brought out the uh, the bag of Legos. Um, a metal pipe. Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit everything. Of course, it's West Virginia, so what do you expect? Well, Chris, well, Chris <laughs> I'm look, right now. I've, I've actually got you two. I've got, got one. No, I, I have, got, to have the other. Uh, well, I got two. I've got two, and I think you're going to name the one. I'm going to let you name your one first. I think okay, I well, I'm going to throw out the one. I remember it was back many, many years ago when I was an active competitor. And um, there were a lot of fans waiting for the event. And one of the weapons that was brought into the ring was a street sign. It connected was the, what? Connected to the pole. It was the connected stop sign the that was a free anchor. It was the stop sign that was right in front of the building. There was a stop sign. In front of the building, occasions in Lime, there was a stop sign right there. They brought the darn stop sign in with the post and the concrete anchor. No, see, I see that wasn't the one I I, I was going to go there because the one that I remember the most was the uh, chicken pot pie. Yes, and actually, someone, I have to say, someone this. brought in a frozen chi- frozen chicken pot pie. Uh, and it was and, used. Uh, shout out there. to Tim Miller. I think he's actually correct in saying it was, was a, it a tur- turkey. It was a turkey. No, no, it was a turkey. It was a chicken pot pie because I remember the chance of it. And I got to tell you too, I have seen it one other time and it was during a street fight between, I believe it was between, um, Ricky Rodriguez and Jackal taking on the Arch City mercenaries. Right. So, so anyway, like I said, anyway, let's, let's get to our second guest. Before All we right, we'll ball. tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and do this introduction here because, again, this is the Roberts Family Reunion right here, episode 377 on the Russell Talk podcast. I can tell you right now, gentlemen, it's my honor and privilege as a part of the Roberts Family Reunion to introduce a man who's been on the show before. And I got to tell you right now, I'm just going to put it simple. Ladies and gentlemen, the tiniest rock star on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Russell Talk podcast, Ivar the Micro. All right, ladies 
doing this evening? I'm pretty good. How about you guys? Oh, we're doing awesome here. Ladies and gentlemen, Ivar the Micro here on the Russell Talk podcast. Now, Ivar, I got to ask you, you are very active on social media. And from what I understand here, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to, to hurt anybody's feelings mm-hmm. or things along the line, but, um, I know that you had an opportunity. You had a, a, a real great holiday season. I know you love the holidays. Um, how yeah. were your holidays? I know you didn't get a chance to come to the family get-together, but I want to ask you, how did your holidays go? It went really good. It's really nice to go back home uh, to see family and everybody there. Um, I had not been home since beginning of July when I left for micro wrestling, so it was my first time home. Um, this journey started, and I up and I was a working logistics job in my wheelchair, and I hated it. And I needed an end for wrestling. I was still doing some work with uh, World League, but I wanted to get on, you know, I wanted to be a national, I wanted to tour around the uh, America. I wanted to be a big name. So I lost 22 pounds. I got in the best shape I've ever been in uh, so I could walk longer and stand on stage longer uh, physically. And I made the call to micro wrestling because I had met Jack and micro before when my band was going to open up for micro wrestling at the Diamond Music Hall in St. Louis. So when I heard that he, you know, I texted him and I was miserable and he's like, I think I remember you. And so I sent him a few photos. I went on the road at the beginning of July, left my job, called them and said, he offered me full time. I'm not coming back. And I only been there for two, three weeks because I was so miserable. I left my job. I left my apartment in St. Louis for a dream. And I haven't looked back since. And I've been touring the United States. I've been in front of 5,000 people, 6,000, 10,000. It's been nuts. Ever since the July 14th when I left, uh, I took a chance. I moved to Tennessee. I have no family here. I have enough, you know, I have uh, a girl I met a few months ago on the road. She's going to be my wife. I love her to death. And uh, we've been living here in Tennessee, and it's changed everything in my life. Nice. Well, I get through it right now. If you haven't had an opportunity to check out Ivar the Micro, had an opportunity, I believe it was in St. Peter's uh, a few short weeks ago, had an opportunity just to hear, and I mean, again, the stylings of Ivar the Micro, hands down, one of the best vocalists I've ever had an opportunity to listen to. But the opportunity of uh, singing the national anthem gives me goosebumps every time I have an opportunity <laughs> to see that on social Thank media. You. And again, uh, much love and respect on that. Now, now, Ivar, I do have to ask you, and I'm going to go ahead here. I really don't have a lot of notes because, I mean, again, we've known each other for years upon years. Yeah. We've been at so many family functions. It's unbelievable. Yep. Um, my first question is, for those that don't know a lot about Ivar the Micro, um, I want to talk about when you were younger. I mean, you've been a, a pro wrestling fan all your life, but you were born with osteogenesis imperfecta. Now, for those yep. of the Russell Talk podcast that don't understand what that is, can you share what it means to have that disease? So I was born with osteogenesis perfecta. They said I wouldn't live to five uh, I'll live that. I'm 28 years old now, but um, it affects your structure, your bones, your bone density. I've broken over 100 bones. I've had over 10 surgeries, and I didn't even walk or hold my own. I didn't hold my own head up until I was four. I didn't walk until I was 15 years old. So, I mean, every family function when I was a kid that you saw me at, I was scooting on the ground on my butt, you know, scooting on the floor to get around. And that's what I did for most of my life. And then, uh, I got on my feet, started walking, but these last three, four, three years uh, since Micro and having this dream to join Micro and to be that character that I wanted to be, I really had to work out, not as a looking good or any of that, but because necessity that if I don't work out, I can't walk. 
and uh, I'm trying to beat like the time of how long I have to be on my feet with this disease. So I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you get to 30, 40 years old. So I'm trying to keep in shape and cause I love what I do. Uh, the adrenaline is what keeps me going. When I'm up there, I don't feel like I have a bone disease for five minutes, ten minutes. Well, you, know? you do you do a little bit more than Luke, and you actually work out. So anyway, and you got to watch that Ivar because you got two guys that are a little bit north of forty there, right? Podcast, <laughs> you got to watch it. I will say this: mm. um, having an opportunity, and again, talking with family and whatnot. This man right here, he really didn't have a lot of a lot of weight to lose to with. He was always really in a, a pretty good shape, but losing yeah. 20 pounds, I mean, he is just shredded. <laughs> I mean, he has gone out there and done look, look at the <laughs> forearms on him. Look at Ivar, ladies. Yeah. I mean, he is in great shape. Trying, trying. <laughs> when you sit there and you look at it, I mean, again, he, he's done a lot of work to get there. Now, I gotta ask you this, Ivar. I know Chris mm-hmm. and I were talking about this before we came on the air. You've had an opportunity to meet lots of pro wrestlers. You've been on a lot of events. I've got to ask you, growing up, if you only had one, not three or four, I mean, you and I have had countless discussions about it, your number one favorite wrestler of Uh, all time, who is it? Sting. That was the guy that got me started. That was when I started watching wrestling. Was uh, My mom worked three jobs at a time. We didn't really have cable, uh, so and I had a lot of medical (laughs) bills and stuff, so we had VHS tapes that I watched all the time of Sting Invader, Sting and Cactus Jack, and uh, Sting Ric Flair, and just all. And that's how I started watching wrestling was because and, of that. And Sting is sixty-two mm. and still still doing crazy yep. stuff. Yep. I mean, and and I, I, mean, I I fell in love with it because the announcing. I knew that I wasn't able-bodied, and I wanted to be in an, an announcing. And I would mute the sound when Tony Schiavone would be talking, and I would just try to go over exactly what he said to try to get that right. And it really wasn't the wrestling itself that I fell in love with. I can remember till this day, it was something like I watched Sting do his thing with Ric Flair and just when he beats his chest and all the little stuff that he does to get that crowd popping. And it's just it's all that psychology. And I love that when I'm on stage. I mean, there are little things I do. I drop to my knees and shake my hair around, convulse. And it's it's all the character Ivar is me. You know, it's the same thing. And uh, it's just I love what I do, and I get to, a chance to go out there and perform in front of all these well, people. So well, it's they fun. Say, they always say that wrestlers and people in the wrestling business, their their character is always just a turned up turned up uh, yep. of them of themselves. So I mean, I mean, it, it's, it it's has what, to be. It, it mean, has to be to work. It has to be, or else it or else it just comes off as really, really, really fake. Yep. So they see your- right through it. What was your first memory in the wrestling? What was your, what was the first memory that you can remember that just was like, man, I love the wrestling business. I, that's what I want to do. I mean, it has to be when I turned on those VHS tapes and announced like Tony Schiavone and then um, leaving voicemail after voicemail after voicemail when I was getting out of high school to Leland Race and I heard about World League Wrestling and just kept calling him and calling him. And I had experience through high school and college uh, on announcing it. And I was the first ever Southwestern Illinois sports announcer at the high school level. I'm the first ever in Southern Illinois to be announcing because I started that. I went out to the digital uh, digital media teacher and told her, why do we have silent football games and silent hockey games? Why don't we have somebody talking over this? She's like, well, they're afraid to fail. I can't have kids on that air. You know, what if they say something wrong? They don't know what they're doing. I'm like, I'll do it. And if I fail at the first game and you don't like it, 
then just take me off the air. So she gave me a shot, gave me one game. It was and, against my old team of Edwardsville, and that's I fell in love with it. And and you, and you learn from your mistakes too. Is like yep. it, it, you can't be afraid to fail. I mean, yep. I, I can't tell you how many times as a, as a ring announcer. I mean, I've I've made I've made flubs. Uh, yep. Luke has yep. been Luke there. Is, Lucas made flub. I mean, I I named. I was talking about Ace Hawkins one time and up in Lincoln County, Lincoln County, Illinois, and I called him Ace uh, Ace Steel, who mm-hmm. who had been someone I'd known from way back in the day. So, and I didn't even realize I did it until Luke came up to me and he's like, "You realize you you realize you called him Ace Steel, right?" I'm like, "No." He's like, "No, I didn't." He's like, "Yeah, well, yeah, well, Chris." Yeah. And, and you got to throw us out here too, though. You you. That's one of the things that we've been very happy about. And again, Ivar, you and I have been the same way as well. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris has no qualms about calling me out on on mistakes I've made too. Over <laughs> it's one of those things you learn and you go. Yep. And you take care of what't there. And, and did you did you just say that didn't you just say that a couple shows ago that you made something similar that it wasn't recording yet so luck, luckily it hadn't started recording but you made some kind of an error uh yeah know? let's let's not go there <laughs> he's like no hold off hey, he's like hold off on that hey hey I, I have to say though it was one of those where for once the technical difficulties worked in my favor there you go. Oh, okay. That rare that rarely happens in this industry too. Okay. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, Mr. Toyoko Japan. Um, that was one of the biggest that was one of the biggest things for me too. Honestly, everybody's got their pros and cons. The entertainment part, I jumped right into that and it wasn't very hard for me to do that because I love to do it. The criticism part, I take I took criticism very well, but when it's you care about the business that you're working for so much and it's your boss kind of it feels like he's coming down sometimes you got to know how to take that criticism right and that's what i'm working on and i have been working on for the past year and a half because i care so much about the performance and how this micro wrestling thing takes off i want it to be the best you know so sometimes you got to take that criticism you know not as he's attacking me but as way he's telling me what i need to do right and uh, you know, and what I need to change to be the best I could be. And, and you know, being a, being a ring announcer slash commentator, you know, it, you, you just you have to kind of take you kind of have to like laugh at your own mistakes, you know, yep. because because if you don't, it's a you know, and plus plus being a ring announcer, you you you're lead and you do it probably being with micro wrestling. Yeah, you lead the crowd. The crowd follows you. You can't. Yep. I could go in there and just. Announce competitor A and competitor B, but you know, yeah. in between, you know, you kind of you, well, one, you first of all, you always put over the sponsors, two, yep. you you promote like as much as you can, and two, three, if you see something funny, you know, you you, you mention it, you know, yep. it's like it, it, it's like during the Christmas show, I said Ricky Cruz uh jumped somebody at the end of the match, and mm-hmm. I said, I said, well, someone's gonna be on the naughty list this year. And, <laughs> there you, you know, go, it's just kind of one of those things you have to show some kind of personality, or people are just gonna we, think we have a spot. We have a spot in the match, and I'm not going to give away the match too much, but we have a spot where there's a there was a plunger being used, and <laughs> it was uh, along with the wet floor signs. I mean, these guys, and that's the thing I want to get across. Micro wrestling and all these midget wrestling companies, <laughs> you know, they got, and I even thought of it when I joined, they get the stigmatism of, you know, they're they're just the little people that are funny and humorous, and, and yeah, 
and these guys can really go and micro wrestling. I'm lucky because the company I work for, and he can't say this as a promoter, but I'll say it. This is the best midget wrestling company in the world. He books over 205, 15 plus shows a year. Even during the COVID times, we were booming. So this, uh, this company, he's a booking machine and Jack, uh, Jack Darrell. Has, uh, so, has, has micro wrestling been in the St. Louis area? Forgive yeah. me if I, Oh yeah, they were in St. Peter's, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Just about two uh, two months ago. Yeah. yeah, it was my first time home performing um, in front of my hometown and my family. No, no, but, no, uh, no nervousness there. No, right? No pressure, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no pressure at all. The national anthem is the biggest pressure I have. I hope I'm not killing my view on my character by saying that, but it scares me every time I do it because I do all these hardcore songs, and I they're not hard to do for me. But the national anthem is hard to do. Actually, it's actually, hard. <laughs> actually, someone has said that like the national anthem is like one of the hardest songs. Oh yeah. To sing oh yeah. It's one, hard. One, you don't want to fuck it up because yeah. Because of because well, if you if you mess it up, people are going to mm-hmm. think you hate America. Two, yep. it's just and, and the way the you know the way the I do it. With, goes, I do it acapella. I do it acapella with no backing track or nothing. If I fail no, or I. Yeah, if I if I fail or any of that happens, it's all on me. But I love that about wrestling where Jack trusts me enough. He gives me the microphone, says, go do your thing, Ivar. And he trusts me enough. And I love the feel. If, if I fail, it's a sink or swim. I love that. I love that feel of it's all on you. You know, go do it. It's like it's like we had a sh- we had a show. Uh, they they normally play the national anthem. They they mm-hmm. you know. Um, but for some reason the Lord knows the music stopped. The music, <laughs> you know, we had a, we had a te- technical difficulty. Yeah. Um, and they're like, uh, sing it. I'm like, I ain't singing it. I'll <laughs> start it, but I ain't singing it. <laughs> You're nuts. I'll get the crowd to sing it. So there you I go. Do, I ain't doing that. So there you go. Right. Anyway, go well, ahead, Luke. I'm well, sorry. Well, like I said, before, before we got on the discussion of the national anthem, uh, right now we actually have a uh, a guest. If you are the program, uh oh, did Luke uh, oh, know very well by the oh. Wrestle Talk to ask a question of Ivar the Micro here this evening on episode 377. Let's go ahead and bring him in. You'll see him in just a couple weeks right here as the new one of the new hosts of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Sonny Money Mayo. Sonny, welcome to the program. You've got a question. What's up? And you're with What's Ivar. Up, What's up, Money? What's going on, gentlemen? Luke, Chris, you guys have been doing a spectacular job tonight, man. I've been in the comment section all night. I've been sharing like I do every Tuesday. You guys are killing it tonight on Russell Talk Podcast. So props to you fellas. Ivor, how are you tonight, sir? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing spectacular, man. I, I, I caught the beginning of your interview here, man, and I had to jump on. I wasn't planning on jumping on tonight. I was planning on just hanging back in the comment section. But with you being on here tonight, man, I had to jump on. I have Thank a you, question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, you're an inspiration, man. Thank you're an you. inspiration for me. Thank you so know, much, man. I, I want to know, um, you know, with you now being in the business and performing mm-hmm. at shows, do you have people come up to you and say the same thing to you? I, I mean, people with disabilities or people even not with disabilities. Because yeah. your story of not even being able to walk – to now having some Hulk Hogan <laughs> pythons, bro. Thank you. I've seen Thank you. Arms. Thank you. Um, have you had fans or even other wrestlers or people in the business come up to you and say that you are an inspiration to them? 
um, that's the best part of this whole thing is that because with World League Wrestling, I worked for them for three years. I was an announcer for them. Uh, Luke knows for Leland Race. And I enjoyed what I did. It got my feet in the door, you know, my feet wet and introduction to business. But now I'm I'm not in the ring, obviously, for my medical reasons, but I do everything besides being in the ring. And now I'm a cast member. Now I'm like, I'm not calling the show. I am a part of the show. So it's totally different. It's way, I hate to say it, but it's way more fun because you get to be, you get to be in the action. Uh, I had one show on the last road tour where I was, you know, we're hanging out with the guys at the bar after the show. And wherever you perform at, you are like these godlike figures after the show when you're Absolutely. done. And so we go to the bar and we're hanging out. We're doing our thing after the show. And the, the other guys are drinking. I haven't drank in four years, but I'm hanging out with them. And uh, one of the, the security guys comes over and says, there's a group of nine kids that the, the dad brought to the show mm-hmm. and they want to talk with you. And I went over there and they're like, you're I'm not even in the ring. They're like, you're our favorite. You're this, that. And I'm like, gimmick. I have sunglasses on so they can't see it. But I'm signing autographs and I'm crying the whole time. Yeah, and man. I'm like, you know, because I just started July 14th on just a hope and a dream. And I went out there the first road show we did with a band that was already there. The stage was perfectly set. There was a band there. It was 4,000 plus people. It was a big show in Trent, New Jersey. I got up there in my gimmick and said, hey, my boss is in the crowd. I'm new. I need to show him what I can do. And the band let me perform with them. And I did Crazy Bitch by Buck Cherry. <laughs> and when I and when I did it, I ripped the jacket off and did the song as, as Ivar. And it went eight million in two days on TikTok. It went wow. viral, like it exploded. And after that, the journey and everything just took off. I mean, it was it was crazy. They're like, you're that guy on TikTok, you know, and <laughs> stuff like that. And it's it's been nuts. And it, like I don't have a role that was already there because I'm not able to wrestle. So I had to make my own role as there's no other midget wrestling company that has a, a singer that's a little person. Um, uh, announcer that's a little person that you know so i'm doing all these roles and one which kind of makes micro kind of pop a little more because it's something different right. you know it's it's something but there was no role there i had to make it you know i had to kind of get in where you fit in you yep. know <laughs> so yep sometimes you sometimes you just got to kick down the door and, and, and make the mm-hmm. opportunity yours man well yep. I, I I know Rodell and Luke will be telling you to drop your social media accounts and promote them. And as <laughs> soon you. as they do, I'll be listening and I'm going to be following you on every account that I have. Thank you. MySpace, AOL, and all the old school ones. There no, you go. But in all seriousness, Ivar, you are an inspiration. I, and not only Thank for you, me, buddy. but for a lot of people out here, man. You keep rocking. I'm a big, huge fan of yours. <laughs> Chris, Luke, you guys keep continuing kicking ass on this show tonight. I'm going to jump off here back in the comment section and keep promoting the show. Thank hey, you guys for letting me jump I'll, on I'll be, I'll, be wa- I'll be watching you in a couple of weeks with, uh, to make sure, make sure that you uh, – Make sure that you stay in line there, brother. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. I need someone to keep me in line. Night Out doesn't do a good enough job. So. Yeah, he, he, uh, I know, I know Night Out. He can barely keep himself in line sometimes. He's probably already preparing for – Set for the for the chief. You guys are probably preparing. Oh for yeah, he's game, preparing for the so. Chiefs game for sure. Absolutely. And, and, oh, and, he, and he hates every time I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna say because my because I love my brother. Tighten up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah I love it. that guy, Night Owl man. Uh, I'm, I haven't talked to him in a minute. Yeah, I miss him. Oh my. 
Well, again, thank you so much, guys. I'm going to jump off here. I'm going to continue to watch this interview. Thank you so much, Ivar. I appreciate thank the you. time and opportunity, man. Thank you again. Thank you, man. All Peace right, out, guys. Hey, cool. All right. Well, I say we're still here with Ivar the Micro. And, and Ivar, I'm going to go back here real quick. Um, you talked about your time in WLW. You talked about uh, having the opportunity to work with Leland Race. Um, one of the things here, and as you notice over, over my shoulder, I don't know if you can tell really well on your uh, yeah. camera or not, um, I have a picture from back in the day, many, many years ago. And Chris, you remember that night very well. I see Harley in the middle. Yep. Harley's in the middle. I was, I was actually another member of the Roberts family, my older brother, uh, who was in the ring. We were in a tag team matchup and Harley race was in attendance. I have to oh, ask yeah. you being around WLW, as long as you have, do you have any, um, any information or any things that Harley told you during your time there? Uh, when my first, it was three months into the job. I just started announcing and Leland started giving me the ball and letting me roll with it because he was like, he didn't know what to expect, but he's like, obviously you've done some of this before. And I had never called wrestling before. So I kind of told a little fib that I've called all that before. And uh, so I, I got in there and just did it. And, uh, I'll never forget. He rolls up in the electric wheelchair at the, one of the world league wrestling shows on Saturday night. And he said, son, he didn't call me Dylan, he, you know, or I've already called him. It's like, son, I got a chance to listen to your first match with Scott Steiner that you called when he was a special guest. Good job. And that's all he said. And he and he wheeled away. And I was like, I, I didn't know what to say. Because, I mean, that's Harley Race. And I'm representing his company on the television announcing. And for him to tell me, like, I like what you're doing, that, that was – I bet that put a little bit of spring in your step. Oh, you? yeah. You're, oh, yeah. You're, you're, I, I worked you, you, as hard you puff, as I could. Puff, puff, <laughs> your che- puff your chest down a little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. I talked to, well, I mean, I was driving. I I was, to Harley Race. <laughs> I, was, I was going and working. I was still working a day job every single day. And I was working eight hours a day. And then I would drive an hour to go to the studio every night to Troy, Missouri from St. Charles. I'd drive an hour every single day to, to do studio work for him and uh, to get in the studio. And I wasn't getting much like you know he's paying gas and stuff but you just you do what you got to do to to get in you know to be a part of it i'm got a chance you, you to be just, on tv you just, you just want to get your f- foot in the door at some yeah time, at some and people loop, people loop, thought loop. i was crazy people thought i, I was mean, nuts you I mean, know even, i mean when i started when i started for dynamo uh mm-hmm. i was i wasn't a ring announcer luke was the ring announcer uh we didn't have a media department yet uh, yeah so luke was just like hey do you want to do like security or sit sit at ringside with me and make sure there, there's a story about the first show I did working as a time. You got to share it. You've already, you've already, <laughs> yeah. you you've already it. given it away. First, first show was yeah. a, a timekeeper slash security. Uh, we had decided to have a fan that decided he wanted to jump the, jump the barricade and yep. take out a manager. I'm like, Oh God. And, and this dude, Luke, Luke will attest. This dude was a lot taller than me. And, Probably could have killed me. Uh, luckily, they, luckily, some of the guys from the back came through the came through the crowd to take care of him. I'm like, man, I'm not fighting this guy tonight. But I guess if I oh, have yeah. to, I, I I bought. I told Luke, I said, I bought darn near speared him because I'm like, he came over the barricade. I mean, he probably would yep. hit the barricade and probably broke it. Probably busted the back of his head. But I mean, you you jumped the barricade. That's that's just you know that that we was my it. first that was my first night. 
sitting at ringside with Luke trying to get, <laughs> just get into Dynamo Pro. So. <laughs> He's like, welcome to the business right after yeah. that. Well, and that's yeah. the one thing, too, as you sit here and talk about Chris. Chris had been around the wrestling industry for the better part of about a decade already. And yeah. this was his first opportunity to be back after, about, what was it, about four or five years, Chris? Oh, it's been longer than that. It, long, way, way longer than probably about more than like probably more, closer to ten years. It was, it was a long time. I left yeah. the business. I left the business because I was tired of the politics. Uh, mm-hmm. Because just, just politics. So I'm not saying that there's not politics now, but now I'm, I'm at the age that. I really just don't give a shit anymore. You deal with it better now. I I, I just don't really give a shit. And you're either going to like me or you don't. I mean, I, you know, I get along with everybody. So I just, you know, I Mm -hmm. I just don't care. I just don't care anymore. I I put the politics, I put the politics aside because we're all, we're literally, we're all working for just about the same thing. So, okay. Well, Chris. This is gonna this is gonna be a first time here, and I've known I've known Chris for the better part now of 20 plus years. Here is my attempt at my interview questions. Goodbye, interview questions. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna kind of kind of change gears here a little bit. I don't know, I know you were watching the program earlier on tonight. I have the question we have, uh, one of the first ones I have for you, and it's a uh, a two-part question. First one is this you've heard so much recently in 2020, 2021, and 2022 about the idea of the opening of the forbidden door and seeing different promotions go all over the place as of late. What are your views on this forbidden door that people have been talking about? I think it's, it's kind of cool because (laughs) it's kind of brings that unexpected vibe back. We're back in the WCW WWF days, whenever you didn't know who was going to pop on what show it's kind of like, you know, but now it's so much harder to have, any surprises in wrestling because of all the social media and everything that gets leaked and this and that. I'll never forget the best WrestleMania that I've ever been at was the one in Orlando when the Hardys came back. I was there because it was the first time you kind of knew that they were in talk, but it it was kind of a surprise too. I'll I'll one up that more recent. I think the last time I literally like screamed like a true wrestling fan was Royal Rumble 2020, I believe, when Edge, Edge. the Edge came back. That was probably yeah. my favorite. That was probably one of my favorite moments. You kind of oh, yeah. yelped a little bit last year whenever Chris, Christian came back. But Ed, I, Edge recently, that's, that, that's, that's the last one that really got me. And he still like goes at a high level too, which is really impressive, you know, to, to still get in there. And, you know, when you come back like that, you got to at least – go to the level that you were at or one up it. And that's the danger of these guys coming back. You know, like when Jericho does his thing in his age, you got to, you can't become a parody of yourself. And that's what's kind of scares these people. And you got to still perform. And it's like, you got to like one up. I know when I do these performances for micro, I'm always trying to one up than the last one, you know, it has to either sound as good or better. And it's, it's scary sometimes because even if you're sick, if you're – I performed on that stage for four straight days. Didn't have COVID. I tested negative. But I performed with 102 temperature. I had an infection. And um, I, I performed for four straight shows, dripping sweat, standing on that stage about to fall over. My knees were shaking. And I uh, didn't show the crowd that, though. You know, when I go up there, it's it's strictly – business and i would break myself in half for this micro wrestling because they've given me everything 
Luke's Luke's brother always told me because I was I'm a DJ I was a DJ for a long time as well. He's like when you're when you're in you got to put on that what they call the BFS the uh, big yep. fake smile. Yep. Well, yep. well, I'm going to throw this out here, gentlemen. It's going to be another one. It's going to be kind of a roundtable discussion here. We're here with Ivar the Micro from Micro uh, Micro Wrestling and the Micro Wrestling Federation. I got to ask you right now, gentlemen. We're now into 2022, and we talked about you hear it all the year end awards. I've got to ask you if there was one wrestler that you could watch any match of theirs. And that was the only wrestler you could watch. Who would it be and why? Ivar, I'm going to go with you first. One wrestler right now that you would watch. Mm. Um, <coughs> probably Shawn Michaels because he can have a match with anybody. That's always been one of my favorite in-ring wrestlers. Uh, he could have a match with the broomstick and still be good. Uh, Jericho is so impressive to me, not only on like, a wrestling standpoint in the ring, but watching the psychology and how as he gets older and he knows he can't do as much in the ring anymore, he still morphs his character each time and twists it around to become, he's still on the top of his game, even though he's near the end of his career. You know, he's went from all this stuff. Now he's a veteran player. That's uh, an inspiration to all the other guys in the locker room. He's been there. He's done it. He's won everything. I've won all the championships and he's a rock star singer and all that stuff. So I kind of related with Jericho. So either Jericho or Shawn Michaels, I just love both of them for different reasons. Okay, well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw mine out here first. Uh, if you're looking at, oh, he froze. He did freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's never never looked better. But I will I will I will go ahead and talk and be like I I think my guy would be Kenny Omega. I think oh yeah when Kenny Omega was on he was on. Luke you froze for a minute there so okay well so I, I, I jumped I jumped in there I said <laughs> yeah. I said I said Kenny Omega because I mean. And, and apparently he was doing all of this stuff this past year. He was doing it injured. He was doing it where yeah. he wasn't a hundred percent. So mm-hmm. if anyone deserves any time off, it's Kenny Omega. But yep. in 2021, who had some of the best matches? Brian Danielson slash Daniel Bryan. He main evented WrestleMania against Edge and Roman Reigns. He had that great match versus Roman on SmackDown. Then comes to AEW has a 60-minute time limit draw or a 30-minute time limit draw with Kenny Omega and has already in 2022 had a 60-minute draw with Adam Page. And then this past this past week, he had another great match against Adam Page. After so, a career-threatening injury coming back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know. Well, I got to tell you it's right crazy. now, guys, now that, now that my feed seems to be better, and just to let you know, all my technology is where it's supposed to be. So I don't know why everything <laughs> happened the way it happened. Are you using are you using the Ethernet cable? Yes, I have. Okay. Is your signal booster on? <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, if you go back to the old school, I would have to say the early race. I remember growing up in the wrestling at the chase era, my brother, <laughs> my mom, my dad, everybody watching Harley race. And the one thing I miss would be the idea. And I know there's not a lot of it around uh, would be matches with him. And I always heard stories about him and Larry, the ax Hennig. Uh, yeah. I heard about them being a tag team very early in his career. And that would be some matches I would love to see. I would say right now, and Chris, this is going to surprise you. I would say right now, if I was going to watch, and there's not a lot of them on, on the main level, mm-hmm. right now, I'd have to say mine would be MJF. Yep. Because yeah. the idea of where 
Um, he, he he believes he does he, he does cut one. He cuts one of the best promo. He 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 cuts probably one of the best promos in right now. I mean, he's uh yep. he's he he's definitely got it. Um, he kind of remind. I mean. A lot of people hated on the Miz for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. they thought he was just a goofball. But honestly, the Miz for the longest time was cutting some great promos as well. So yeah, so I kind of put them in the same. I mean, I know CM Punk did it and it was funny, but I literally do. I put them kind of in the same. They're kind of in the same thing. They're the they're the heelish dicks that you hate. You don't want to talk about. I- so. I love MJF. I love every time he grabs a microphone. I'm always listening. I love yeah. this though. And, he does, and the, he does and the, make it a little bit. If here's the line, he kind of gets. Right yeah, he gets right there. Line, yeah. But and the it. and the best part is he's really trolling people right now. Yeah. By but with this WWE stuff, so um, I I think Luke, I think I'm gonna ask Ivar the question that I brought up during our high spot segment. You know, the WWE is talking about with Mickey James being a part, you know, and being acknowledged as the Impact Knockouts champion. There, apparently, the WWE also wants to open up, have a uh, mystery, mystery entrant into the Royal Rumble. That's gonna Uh that that's gonna come from the quote unquote forbidden door that we talk about all the time. Yeah. I'm going to put this – this is a two-part question. I asked this earlier. Who would you be most surprised at, and who do you think it's going to be? Um, I think – I actually agree with the earlier one on Christian. I think that could be a possibility. Uh, Christian's been – you know, obviously his best friend's edge. He's still got ties. He didn't burn any bridges or anything with uh, Vince. You know, so I think – I don't – I was talking about Jericho in my mind, but Jericho's kind of doing his own thing. You know, I don't think he would go back for that. But I could see Christian being the one that that comes out for that one. <laughs> that would be that would be the one that I can really see. Um, I've always loved Nikki James too. I, I love her work. I was really upset because I went on the road tour with Micro and I didn't get to go. I had tickets to go to the wrestling at the Chase and Ringside and I didn't get to go. I had to give it up to to go on tour. But man, uh, Nikki James, I've always been a fan of her. But I could see Christian. I, I definitely. Well, right now I got to throw it out here. We're getting we're getting close to time, Ivar. But you mentioned earlier on in the interview that mm-hmm. you know about the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Yep. And you want to know? You you beat oh, Renee. You beat, right now, you up, beat Renee. Up, Chris, for once, it, 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 I'm going to have the opportunity here to speak. <laughs> so, like you ever need, like you ever, <laughs> like you've ever been lost for words. Well, here's uh, the deal. This is one that you, Ivar, and I have talked about for years. Mm-hmm. That being, which one of the Roberts family, when we have an unknown topic, which one of us would be the one to have more knowledge? So I'm going to pose this to you on episode 377. <laughs> Ivar the Micro, tonight's Wrestle Talk uh, Game Show Challenge, you and me. What do you say? Uh uh-uh. I, I, I have to accept. But I don't know if I'll be one and zero or two and zero by the end of it because this guy knows a lot of stuff. Hoss, so, yeah. Hoss, get back in here! Get back in yeah. here because we're about to start this Wrestle Talk podcast challenge. Now, it's, it's my, normally Luke sends this stuff. Okay, I will say Luke normally sends this out, and I was told earlier uh, he's like. Chris, you need to get a Russell Talk Game Show challenge. I'm like, isn't that Luke's job? He's like, no, Luke's Luke is gonna Luke is challenging Ivar tonight. I'm like, okay, let's let's do this. So, okay. so, <laughs> so, so um, let, let, 
Yeah, let's go ahead and hit that uh that that Russell Talk uh, podcast game show challenge theme music. Yeah. Now, Chris, before we get started, I do have a lifeline, right? No. Do I no lifeline. No 50-50. No calling uh, a friend. Do I, no do, I have, do I have a free spin? No, you don't have a free spin. You're not. There's, there's no daily doubles. There's no. There, 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 hey, there's no golden can. Also, no- also, side note: if you guys ever want me to take that song before that and rock it out a little bit, kind of put a spin on it, I can for you. Hey, you know, <laughs> hey, thank you. Yeah, you, are, yeah. you, are, you are the tiniest rock star in all the world. You're <laughs> able to get that taken care of here. So we're going to go ahead and turn things over to Chris Rodell for tonight's episode of the world-famous Russell Talk Podcast. So just, just to remind you of the rules, uh, it's a best two out of three falls. We're, I'm going to give you a wrestling topic. We're going to give you a wrestling topic, and then I'm going to ask you three. We're going to ask three questions. First person to get two right will be the winner. Uh, we do have a one if you don't get it, but tonight, since we're having a family reunion, we've had Ace Roberts on earlier, we got Ivar on now. It's a Roberts family reunion. We're gonna talk about famous wrestling families. I'm gonna, I'm going to name off people in the family. Hoss is going to be the judge, so Hoss, be ready to name the name who, who said it first. Uh, I'm gonna give you names of people in the family. And if once you know the answer, once you know the answer, shout it out, and we will first person to get two right. All right, Luke, are you ready? I am always ready for the game show challenge. Ivar, are you ready? Good. All right, let's start the Wrestle Talk challenge. The first family I'm going to give you: Shawl, Gurry. I believe Luke Hoss, did Luke say it was Luke that said it first? I didn't I'm kinda lost on that one. I didn't. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it is the Guerrero it is the Guerrero family. So what? Luke is up Luke is up one to nothing. <laughs> so which, you're giving out first names and then we gotta Yes, I, yes okay. I'm giving out I'll give out first names and then you name okay. the fam- you name the family. So all right. Second one. I only got five in this one, so so if you don't get it by five, then you I don't know what to tell you. So, all right, here we go. Scott, Steve. Steiner, Steiner. Armstrong. Luke is correct. Oh, it is the Armstrong I, The Steve, family. yeah, the Steve one, man. Dang. Yeah, you jumped too quick. So that's two. That's two. Hold up. Being respectful here, and because I, I, I'm going to give some, some props here to Ivar, that's what I'm going to do. Let's go ahead and throw all three questions, and we'll see if Ivar can come back. Okay. Well, do you want to? Th- we just want to throw out the first question, maybe because he didn't understand the rules. So. Uh, yeah, I think let's go ahead. And do uh, okay. It. You know, uh, dude, that's okay. all to you. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's 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 try this. This is question. So so Luke is up one to nothing. All right. Here we go. Ross, Teddy, Keith, Bruce. Brett. Pritchard, Pritchard. Hart. Oh, Hart, Hart. Yeah, he got it. Dang it. He got it. 
got that one. It is the Hart family. So, Luke Roberts, he is, is this your first time? This is your first time participating, isn't it? I think so. All right, Luke. All right, Hoss, hit that, hit that winner. You got it. Guys, I got to tell you right now, it's been 377 episodes. The day has finally arrived where Luke Roberts participates in the game show challenge. I have to give, uh, I have to give my props to Ivar. I got to tell you, Chris, those two were both really. The, the second one was really tough. I had to think about two or three games into it because I was just, I was drawing a blank. I really was. I didn't. He, he's all. He's always been really good at that trivia. I knew my uh, Jeopardy of the uh, record was going to be hit some Jeopardy there. Well, when I was putting it, when I was putting it together, I. I just Google. I really just Googled, but I didn't want to give like the the real names out first. I kind of wanted to start with like yeah. people that maybe you didn't recognize, and then build mm -hmm. up to the people that you recognize. So yeah, um, so it was it was kind of a last minute thing, but I think it worked out well. Uh, yeah, Ivar, it's been a pleasure, a very much pleasure thank you guys you on the show. Shout out any social media that you have. Shout out for micro, micro yeah, wrestling. My, micro wrestling federation. Also, uh, micro psycho on TikTok. That guy has over six hundred thousand followers on TikTok. The guy is, I mean, you want to talk about famous? The guy everywhere we go, the guy's well known. You probably have seen his TikTok or heard of him. Uh, micro wrestling federation. Uh, be looking for all our road shows. We have a kids show in Pigeon Forge Wednesday through Saturday. The doors open at four. The show starts at five. That's the one I usually do every single week. That's the kids show, family show. And then we have uh, our road show, which is kids and not kids. We have ones that are at some bars where the guys get to cut loose. And if you've never seen an adult micro wrestling show, with your friends, oh my gosh, there is no holds barred on that microphone. The stuff that they say, I I don't know how sometimes they're allowed to say, but they do. So, and so, uh, the, so yeah. all, all, all I ask is that whenever you come to the St. Louis slash Kansas City slash West Virginia, Virginia area, you let us know because uh, yeah, I, I'm me and Luke are in the St. Louis area. Renee and Sonny are in the Kansas City area. Haas is in West Virginia. West There's a West Virginia show coming up on Micro is it Wrestling West Federation. Or is it Virginia. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. Joe is in West Virginia, I'm, right? I'm in Virginia. Joe is in West Virginia, but I'm right there, basically at the border. So, oh, where's the West Virginia? Do you know where the West Virginia show is? I'd have to look into it. It's on Micro Wrestling Federation's page, but it is on okay. the next road tour coming up the next two weeks, and then uh, we have a little home stint here in the Tennessee area. We'll actually be, and this is personally huge for me. Uh, they're having their yearly photos. So now I'm going to have my cutout on the building and stuff and in the, and the banners. And the and so for me personally, I've been waiting for this for a minute, you know, to be a part on their posters and their flyers and stuff because I'm the newest guy, you know, to join. So I don't have uh, all that stuff right now, but this is about to take off. We have the Pigeon Ford shows going great. We had four straight sellouts the last time um, and the road show. Anybody looking for funny adult content plus great wrestling. The road show is amazing, 
and we have a, a all through Florida throughout the month of February. Awesome. 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 Well, you know awesome. something, Ivar? First of all, thank you for joining the program here tonight again. You, thank you. for the Russell Talk podcast family. I uh, want to say thank you for coming on the program. And you know something? I was just thinking about it. You are one of those WrestleMania guys. I know there's you've got several. Uh, our good friend, uh, a good friend of the show, Ben Simon, been to several. Yeah, uh, Bruce been to several. I, I went I, with Ben Simon to the last WrestleMania I was at in New York. Me and Ben went together, roomed together. We took that trip together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna and, give you an idea. We're yeah. gonna be talking about WrestleMania in the upcoming weeks, and I definitely, with you being a veteran of of the WrestleMania experience. We're going to have to have you back on the show just to talk thank about you. WrestleMania and what's coming up. So with that, Ivar, again, thank you very much for coming on the program and being a part of the Russell Talk podcast, episode 377, the Roberts Family Reunion. Thank you for coming on the program tonight. Thank you guys for having me. And for all you micro wrestling fans, I'm just getting warmed up. This is Ivar the Micro. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'll see <laughs> you guys later. Thanks, Ivar. It's great, great talking to you. Thank you, guys. All right. Woo. Ooh, I'm worn out. He's got he's a bundle of energy, man. He is a bundle of energy. So, uh, like I said, it's been. It's- oh, Luke froze up again. He's obviously he's not using his Ethernet cable. But no, I mean, what'd you think of the interview, Hoss? I mean, I know you were listening backstage. So, oh yeah, I, I was listening through the whole thing, and it, it was a great interview, both first and second hour. And you know, I'm I'm definitely going to look up that show in West Virginia and. uh Hopefully it's close enough I can make it. And, right, uh, just just maybe a hop, skip, and a jump, maybe. But uh, sounds like <laughs> sounds like they're sounds like they're touring a whole bunch. So um, we're getting near the end. Uh, I want to shout out one more time: the Wrestle Talk Royal Rumble Watch Party takes place uh, the night of the Royal Rumble at Kincaid at Oak Park Mall in Overland Can Overland Park, Kansas. Twenty dollars gets you in the door with unlimited gameplay, a drink, a slice of pizza. Starts at five o'clock. Uh, I know the night owl is going to be there. Sunny Mail will probably be there as well. So uh, make make a point to be there. Get yourself to Kincaid, one of our great sponsors. Hoss, you want to shout out the rest of the sponsors for us? Um, you know, I'm honestly not sure which ones you hit now. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. We'll give them all. We'll all give them one more opportunity because but, they are such strong supporters. Of the everything, of everything combat. Everything. Every- Everything Combat, Ken Cade Arcade, Esports Bar Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter Dreams Production, who actually helps us with our uh, website, and then Rathbun Engraving, who show that, uh, makes show that mug. beautiful mugs, and you can get your name engraved on it, only uh, $20 plus shipping. Hit one of us up. We'll be glad to hook you up with one. Me Fiesta Rentals. And, of course, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, the FWWC. Oh, Guys, man. I got to tell you right now, we now have all these technical issues taken care of. And, guys, I have everything set up. I don't know why we've been having it. It's probably because of the fact that my Internet's having a difficult time keeping up because of all this great wrestling content we've had to talk about tonight and we didn't even get to talk about wrestle kingdom we might need to continue that discussion on social media make it a point too if you enjoyed tonight's um, wrestle Talk podcast can we, can we put up the sunny mail comment luke is on the maestro hotmail internet <laughs> connection tonight I, I, um, I saw what was there well luke uh you do realize the ethernet cable is not the one that runs from your computer 
over to the phone jack. That's your dial-up connection. You realize that, right? <laughs> it, it go, yeah, it goes to the modem. So, yeah, like, I, I know where I know the Ethernet cable and where it goes. Like I said, I it, it's been one of those tonight. It's been definitely a an interesting night, but it's been a great night of professional wrestling information. Make it a point. Check us out online, social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Also check us out, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Gentlemen, it's been a great show. Always a great time here on the WrestleTalk Podcast. Again, can't do much else here tonight. Um, I just got to say, it was a great show. Luke, Luke, let me tell you, this, Luke and Haas, this is our first time uh, 2022 Russell talks kind of, you know, we're going to have more permanent type hosts, you know, on, on certain weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of the Russell talk po- podcast family. Now uh, me and Luke are going to be here every second Tuesday of the month. You'll probably see me jump in occasionally. I'm sure life happens to everybody. So we'll have fill in guests, you know, occasionally. So guess so. So I am so happy to be a part of it. Uh, I know I get to work with Haas. I get to work with uh, Luke. Um, it's not that I don't see Luke enough well, anyway. And next, Chris, next don't forget week, Richard Douglas. Next week we got Renee and uh, Dick Douglas back. Um, and I will actually be joining them uh, for because that you're, are you gonna you're gonna moderate the uh, ISP uh, uh, interview? Yeah, Cisco interview, right? Uh, yes, or, I will or, be there. Or help, or help moderate. Hopefully they're in the different rooms so you don't have to be. Um, and then I believe in the fourth week, the fourth Tuesday of the month, it's going to be Luke and uh, Money Mayo. Um, so we'll have we'll have a look at that. So it just it's cool. We got great thing. Maestro will be here. Uh, I wish I had some great words like the Maestro normally says. We need to record the Maestro saying that so when he can't be here, we can actually just play his words that he always says. So. Yeah, that is true, Chris. Like I said, guys, it's been a great show. Next week, episode 378, right here on the Russell Talk podcast. 377. No, 378's next week. Ne- okay, 377 okay. was tonight. 378 right. okay. next week. But, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to wrap us up here for tonight on the Russell Talk podcast. I want to thank all the great listeners and viewers who've been putting out the comments tonight. Make sure to share it with all your friends. We're going to be back here, right back here, next Tuesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Central, 8 to 10 Eastern with the WrestleTalk podcast. For Chris Rodell, Hardcore Haas, this is Luke Roberts. Look forward to seeing you next week. And also make sure to check out the FWWC tonight on Thursday at 7.30 p.m. right here on the WrestleTalk podcast. See you soon. All right, see you guys.